This week's episode is brought to you in part by KnowledgeConflict.com. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a war going on for your minds. There's a war going on for your money with your cryptocurrency and your moon cheese. The folks over at iTheShow.com are going to talk to you about all of this so that you can protect yourself from the war and the slaughter from the globalists. So listen up. They have all the answers. So we're talking about cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's sort of, um, well, for those of you who don't know, I, I've had a blog for four years on the world's first uh, social media network based on the cryptocurrency blockchain. It started out as Steam, and then there was a hostile takeover by this guy named Justin Sun, who bought a backdoor stake from the creator of Steam, which then all of us left and became Hive. And that is probably why people, you know, I noticed the mainstream is starting to take notice of crypto. And the way I know this is some ex-girlfriend of my cousin's is trying to do this whole boss babe thing on Facebook, <laughs> where, hey girl, uh, Bitcoin, look, if you had bought $100 in Bitcoin in 2010, you'd have like millions now, blah, blah, blah. And Ethereum is guaranteed to go to a thousand by the end. And when I start seeing this stuff, Brady, sorry, I'm rambling. Oh, that's okay. But as someone who's been in crypto and watched the wild west of it for many years now and has quite a stake in a lot of things, it just frustrates me when people don't look at basic economics. It's like, this is a new thing. It's an amazing thing because it promises complete transparency and privacy, but because it's decentralized, you still have all the aspects of human nature with it, where you're going to have runs, people taking advantage, people hedging, people making what they call shit coins and just running up the price and <laughs> cashing out and taking money away. I mean, it's um, a huge world. Sorry. You real go quick. Uh, speaking of hedging. Okay. Like John McAfee, oh, McAfee is currently in prison for hedging Bitcoin. Yeah. Essentially. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was hedging necessarily. Uh, what he technically got arrested for was... Uh, he like did this this show on like a mainstream cable network. I'm not gonna say which one because I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Also, don't want to like throw anybody under the bus necessarily. But like, he did this show and pretty much like inflated the price of Bitcoin, in which he had invested a lot of money in, because mm -hmm. he had the platform and the power and the voice to do so. So he did what the big banks do all the time. He basically did what the banks do all the time with the stock market. Okay. What Wall Street does, what the banks do with their interest rates and all that shit. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. Well, it is. Um, but let, let's rewind a little bit. Okay. I don't know if our audience is really well versed in cryptocurrency. I know for a fact I'm not extremely well versed in cryptocurrency. So uh, how, how well do you really know it? Are you, are you, do you know it well enough to kind of explain the basics to people well, who don't really know what it is? I can give it a shot. It's cryptocurrency is based on the blockchain, which basically means a new block is created. A block that, of what? Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> well, in a sense, it's just a written block that cannot be changed once it's done. And you have what like are a called block like, of code. Yeah. You okay. have like stakeholders and they have a consensus. Um, they're called witnesses. And each n witness has a node which manufactures the cryptocurrency according to the white paper's terms. Like, it's it's a very, it's it's really not that easy to understand. And what's, well, I, think, I mean, that's like the real technical side of it. It is. Well, but people need to understand how it works yeah. before they mortgage their house like they did during the last run to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, people are used to the stock market, which is real simple. Well, you and, look at the, you buy low and sell high. So what they saw is a lot of people are buying this thing they heard of called Bitcoin, mm -hmm. right? Especially when the news started poking around saying something about it. Mm -hmm. 
And so they see this on the news and they're like, well, I'm a boomer. I have all this money to invest just sitting around in my, in my, you know, Roth IRA account and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. There's so many different investment strategies, but they see this on the news. They hear about this thing called cryptocurrency and they're like, well, that's going to boom, right? Cause it's new, a new thing to invest in that it's isn't a trend that isn't like backed by the Rockefellers or something. And so they're like, well, it seems to be a low price now. I'm going to buy this. So, yeah, you had all these people mortgaging their houses. They were borrowing money on credit cards to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. And it's like Bitcoin is not and even... Generally, that would be a good strategy because what you can do is leverage the bank's money and get a loan if you have good credit and all that, good standing with your bank. If you get like a 5 to 6% interest rate on your loan... And you get a 200% return. let's say the bit <laughs> in their mind, like the Bitcoin's going to raise 18% in their mind. So, you know, 18 minus five they're mm -hmm. like i'm gonna make 13 percent profit on this at, a, at the peak the thing is well uh, it was so more in, than that it, is, but that's like the very basic way of thinking about but it but what the problem is is that it's a it is a it's a currency but then it also isn't like there's uh tokens it's tokenized economy like my hive token and then you have the blockchain bitcoin it takes 10 minutes to make a block mm -hmm. my hive it takes three seconds to do a transaction on oh, that wow. blockchain so there's a lot of different between the chains, who coded them, what they're for. I mean, there's pot uh, tokens. There's tokens for everything out there. And, and people, if you don't understand how to use them, like you have to have owner keys for your wallets. And it sounds very to, exhaustive, like as far as like learning. It's not as simple as taking your debit card out. There are There is BitPay and some other services now where you can load crypto on a card, like a Visa card. It's coming along. It is mass adoptions coming. The problem I have is Bitcoin is like, They've and a good analogy is Bitcoin is the original and it's a lot like gold. It's the storehouse of wealth. It's not real easy to use for the average person. How how is it currency? That's what I've always wondered. Because how, we attribute value it, to it. But why do we attribute? Is it backed by anything valuable? Is there any kind of security involved in it, or is it just something that it's is like all money we put into thin air and just like hey, this is accepted as currency and it's traded to well, to be converted into what uh, the government backed currency. The miners mine it, and so there is a finite amount of blocks. Yeah. And so, because there's a scarcity, that's why. Because when I first so the scarcity, obviously, every currency has to have some sort of scarcity built in. Well, back in cash, the like old you can days, you can print infinite cash, but that lowers its value. Exactly. I am not a Bitcoin expert or a crypto expert. I just know back in the old days when I first got it, I first got my bit of Bitcoin by blogging on Steemit, and I got paid in these tokens. And so I went to the exchange, absolutely had a heart attack because in the old days, I don't know how much better it is now, but if you sent your stuff to the wrong address, it was gone. Mm -hmm. And so I would send my steam having a heart attack to the exchange and bought some Bitcoin. So around $900 is when I got it. So obviously it's 13,000-ish right now. It's, it is appreciated. But it is it appreciated has, it because appreciated it's useful or is because people have attributed scarcity to it? But that's the thing. I, I Here's what I don't understand about I guess currency in general. Okay. Yes, it's only valuable because we say it's valuable. True. But normally that value is very tightly controlled by a, some kind of a governing entity, usually the United States government. Well, if central we're, if we're bank. talking America. And that is, yet yeah, now because of how things have been set up, you know, years ago, it's all dictated by a central bank, which is, they claim they're not. A government entity but realistically they also have to answer to the government so it's this weird gray area they lie in like the federal reserve uh I, I, i'm gonna go down a whole fucking route that i i'm not like well versed in but essentially the the central bank controls the 
value of it by how much a how much they actually print out right mm -hmm. and b uh like the interest rate that they add on to it which is completely based on how the entire economy is doing basically um essentially all they're doing is putting a band-aid on the inflation yeah or using the inflation to boost the economy it's really weird not even like financial experts understand it. Well, they're trying. I don't even think the take... central bank themselves understands what they're doing in the long term. Yeah, they just know what they have to do right now because of the market stands right now. Well, I think they meet and discuss it. The whole point of crypto is to take the control out of the hands of the few and to put it into the hands of the many. Like Monero yeah. is a type of crypto. There's that, so many that now. is not like travel and it drives governments nuts because that is the whole goal is to track so that you can take a part of what people create that's yeah. why governments exist in the modern age is they want to take a chunk of your money you know i know that it's people a pool say, right like yeah. that's how taxes work essentially what it's not yeah. voluntary necessarily no it's course you have to do it i mean it's so weird and people i, I to... love taxes because it's like a genius little fucking scam they ran like you know we're gonna yeah. take a part of everything you do a little piece of the pie mm -hmm. because we're the government and you guys apparently wouldn't be okay without us so they take this chunk of money without your choice so you have to do it you go to prison if you don't right if you don't participate in this crazy fucking system yeah but uh, um, like realistically what it is is a big pool of money everybody's money for everything that you do and that pays for like our fucking infrastructure our roads and schools and all this other shit like whether it be property taxes and all that other stuff yeah other problem is, I think I've talked about this before, we have zero control whatsoever over where that money is spent, how that money is allocated, doesn't matter. They do the thing, we're supposed to just trust them. There's this, it's almost like a religion, there's a blind faith involved that the politicians that we've elected or not elected in some cases are, uh, are going to handle that well and put it in the right places. And now we have this problem where everybody seems to agree unanimously that this money is not being allocated in the right places. But yet we can't agree on solving the problem because we're yeah. so divided into our tribes. And yeah, it's... or we're just so we're just we're so integrated, or we're so uh, what is the word I'm looking for? As far like as the the system we're segregated. Into... Well, we're segregated, <laughs> really. But the system itself has been integrated in oh, our that, lives so deeply. Yeah. You don't even think about it. That we don't even think about it. Okay. We just participate blindly you and, and then bitch when it doesn't go right. You but and we I don't can't know how print to more it. money when we blow our budget. And they no, haven't but even the, but passed can. a budget since like I think nineteen ninety six. What is a budget for them? They, they don't just, even, they just they spend just ruthlessly. continuing resolution. Yeah. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Oh, we need money for this. Well, the other day I found out my school superintendent sent me this email and she's pricing it to everybody you know, they send it to everybody mm -hmm. in the district. That hey, thanks to this Rona money, <laughs> you Rona. well, it's Rona money stimulus. Rona money, yeah. You know, look at that was passed way back in what was that March? Stimulus? I think so, yeah. And then there's this money for up to thirty five hundred a family to get computers and technology stuff for each school child in the district. You just have to fill out an application. And I was thinking, my goodness, buying two computers for thirty five hundred dollars is just blows my mind. My frugal nature. You can get a pretty decent laptop for three to five hundred dollars now. Yeah. For just, if you're not gaming, yeah, that's what I mean. For just or school, if you're not like this top tier video production, yeah, just talking about user. doing Zoom meetings and Google. Yeah, Docs. I mean a you Zoom meeting, dude. I can fancy. you can do a Zoom meeting on a fifteen dollars smartphone. And that's my point. The waste is just absolutely astro astronomical to me. I and that's that's what, government for you. Well, and that's where crypto was supposed to bridge the gap. Where people had a say, they got to self-determine a little bit, at least when it comes to finances and how things are funded. Like, my Hive ecosystem is supposed to reward content creation. Mm -hmm. Well, for years, there's been battles with spam, 
with people uh, gaming the system. People with whales, they're called. A whale is someone that has a massive stake in, in any cryptocurrency. We're talking millions of tokens. Wow. They will manipulate the system with uh, their well, massive stake. So yeah, you'll see economics play out in these smaller ecosystems. So yeah. is crypto going to change anything? I don't know. It's funny that you say that. Okay. It's a good way to observe the bigger picture here on money in general. If you the the ways you you're just the things you were just describing that okay. people do right mm -hmm. on a bigger scale that exact same thing happens with normal money it does but there's other systems in place with normal money that are even more corrupt like the stock market you cannot tell me that that's a normal market there is so much corruption there is so much manipulation going on in there it's it's insane um, well you were just talking about McAfee I truly believe when it comes to white collar crime if you go to prison it's because your friends are not in power. Because there yeah, are lots he, of white collar criminals uh, right now that I think been... he kind of he probably had to like throw some kind of big figure under the bus that did not like him very much because he's been he's fought prison time ruthlessly over the years for other shit that he's done so he's obviously got some kind of pull in the judicial system. Do you think a he little just bit. wanted to go oh. there for a vacation? Maybe like some people. Well, he's in Brazil in prison right now. Oh, I think gosh. he I think he maybe. ran. I think he he's a flight risk. If anybody's oh, totally. a flight risk, It'd be if you go back and look at his story, I, we should have done a whole episode on him. But I'm well, not like the re to. I'm not the research and spew facts kind of type of person. We need to get your wife on getting us all the stuff we should do. Yeah, because we wanted to do an episode. I'm on pretty him. Bad There's at no that. biography on him. Yeah. not John a good, McAfee. not a not a real concise one anyway. Well, that's what I mean. I wish that he, McAfee, if you're listening, Brady and I would be cool biographers, right? I would I would love to just ask you random questions. Too, yeah, because um, that the, lady he's with, she seems like a magical unicorn. The the biographies that I. Sorry have I seen just, by him or just youtube videos and I, a couple of them got an interview with the guy and he did not want to talk about some of the shit because he claims some of its rumors but there's this big alleged scandal that he did down in uh that was in was belize it? belize yep. and he doesn't really want to talk about it much i would just like to talk to him i want to talk i want to hear man. his like what is he like for breakfast yeah. you but know. the interviews i've seen with him they were like pandering these questions to him Ew. it wasn't even a news journalist it was just a youtuber and he 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 fell in the pitfall that some of the journalists fall in which is like trying to manipulate the narrative through like the way you ask the questions okay journalists and he was that is not he was doing that to john mcafee he, he was pretty much trying to lead john mcafee into answering these questions to like admit something or something for a big story that's not how you should if i interviewed him I would just be like, I just want to hear your side of the story, and then I'll ask questions based on what you said. I like to get a sense of people's self when, mm -hmm. I, and so a lot of times when he I could meet be full someone, of shit, though, too. Well, I, mean, I don't he, know. He, when he, you meet someone new, though, he's done a lot of drugs. A lot of times <laughs> you just you just pick something that you're talking about. Like you're like, hey, that piece of meat right there it looks pretty tasty, eh? Yeah. And sometimes you'll end up with a discussion about their childhood in Dor Dorset with sheep. Like yeah. I love. I think in the 21st century, people are tired of disingenuous interviewing topics with an agenda. I'm over it. I want well, to know the person. That's why do you think Joe Rogan's podcast is literally the biggest podcast? Because he on just Earth? talks to people. He just he especially mostly because it's these enormous celebrities most yeah. of the time. It started out not quite as much of an enormous celebrity. He had some like abrasive figures on some. Oh, they're some trying real, to cancel culture him because of it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But now it's like he just had Kanye West on, who is uh, by the way running for president as an independent party in 2020. Big, big easy. It's he's been completely buried by the media it was like mentioned a few times and that was it yeah but he got on rogan and rogan's able to without pushing a narrative just ask straight questions and and give kanye a platform or any celebrity for that matter a platform to just speak without being pandered or narrative. without being narrative driven basically without any of this weird the way the mainstream news does interviews and then you get only 30 seconds to answer and then you get move on to a commercial break 
highly produced bullshit, pretty much. Well, None of that. So that's why Joe Rogan show is so big because it's just free talking for as long as it needs. Like, and when it's he, not clickbait. Yeah, like it's when not he designed had, for uh, clicks. Not at all. It's all organic. When he had Bernie Sanders on the show, mm -hmm. nobody had given Bernie a chance to talk the way he talked. No. Because all he was going on was these political circuits, right? Yeah. And those are covered highly by the mainstream news, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. And then you got all the weird internet ones now like Huffington Post and all that shit. Yeah, Salon. So, but it's all just this, like, you get maybe a maximum of two minutes or something to talk about what you got to... And then the news flips what you're saying into whatever fucking political narrative they're trying to push. You can't get the context of someone's beliefs in a 30-second soundbite. No, especially when it's being, like, being, like, uh, like, molded into some kind of narrative that they... That's what they're good at. They're very good at it's doing this. They've done it for years. Yeah, and then they push ads, like... They try to sell you pills in the meantime. Have nothing to do with anything. Well, and I think that's going back to Bitcoin. One of the problems with crypto, no one knows who invented Bitcoin. The guy, you know. Uh, yeah, who fucking did? Well, it's like, what's his or name? Or maybe it was like a group effort. Or... Well, and, and the whole point of it was. Maybe it was the aliens. You know, I've been thinking about that. Like, it almost surprises me if it would be people dissatisfied with the current system. But what was it? Um, hold on. What was his name? It was Japanese. Who? In the... <coughs> um, let me look here because it's really bugging me. Yeah, Satoshi Nakamoto. And it's funny Nakamoto. because... I like that name. Nakamoto. Ja Japanese... Sorry to digress a little bit, but Japanese names are freaking epic, man. And they're fun to enunciate correctly. Yeah. It's a pseudonym for the person or group who designed and developed Bitcoin. Okay? And even they, the way that uh, crypto is tracked now is in Satoshis. It is the funniest thing. If you guys are ever bored, go join a crypto exchange and look at that nonsense. Wow. There's so much going on. People have become... I wouldn't even know where to start. It's overwhelming. That's kind of why I was hoping to do this This as an episode. Um, we haven't done like a straight one topic episode in a while. No. And so I think, you know, I, this was a perfect one to do because I personally don't understand Bitcoin very much. I wouldn't even know where to begin to start understanding Bitcoin because there's so much information out there and not a lot of like step-by-step -step guides either not and it has its find. own language crypto does that's the other like, thing because there's it's the a real two, big the learning top curve. ones are you have bitcoin and then there's things called forks when the when the code when the um when the blockchain forks that means it has a new set of protocol that it runs under that all the witnesses have agreed to okay that means everything changes well bitcoin has forked some hard forks because there's soft and hard forks where they now you have bitcoin gold and bitcoin cash and you have all these different mm -hmm. types of bitcoins and what was funny is when i own I, i've owned it during all these forks you get that equal amount of currency in the new fork that's interesting yeah and when so, would that ever happen in a, in a, in a fiat currency it's market? like a stock splitting yeah you know you're getting a double amount but it's then this this whole new set of protocols and so yeah i ended up with all i think because it's bitcoin cash and bitcoin let me look on coin market like this is really hurting my brain a little bit um but that's okay i had a headache for the first year because right. like i said I, and i didn't even trade trade like i kind i dabbled with trading a little bit like i bought some coins that seemed interesting to me because then also there's a section of crypto where people use the tokens as almost a crowdfunding thing for initiatives, like I talked about the pot one, or there's Dogecoin, which yeah, I think it's is like hilarious. Yeah, there's some niche coins. It's kind of there are, and it's designed. But Bitcoin, Ether, and um, Ripple are the top three, and Litecoin. But that's the other issue here that I see here, and that, that's something I don't understand is there is a almost a multitude of different cryptocurrencies now, and it's like, how do you pick one? 
is it all about just investing to, for the growth of that? Is it what is it about? Is it about actually like just having a better currency? Every, what is the deal? Every with it? token has a white paper. It's called, and you can go like a prospectus when you buy a stock. Okay. And when you you can go to their website and you read that white paper, the problem is is you better have some understanding in blockchain coding and how it works uh -huh. because for and that's the problem I think with crypto. I did get an email from PayPal. I was going to talk about that. That's kind of what started this. Yeah, let's the, talk about that. They invited me to join the waitlist because they're going to, um, it says, discover the new possibilities and be among the first to explore crypto with PayPal. And you'll be able to do, you know, I don't want have any transaction fees and stuff. But I'm thinking about this. So that means lay people, you know, the not early adopters are going to be able to use crypto because I think of PayPal as a great service, but it's sort of like part of that whole system that crypto was designed to not be a part of. It's like this exclusive culture. Yeah. And now they're adopting crypto, which means they are found a way to make it easy for the masses to just stick that debit card in. And that's, uh, you have to do that. I mean, you the, do. the masses essentially don't have time to sit there and and any do extensive hours of research on how blockchain works and what current cryptocurrency to pick. So if these 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 corporations that are kind of already based on mon like just the way money works, mm -hmm. any kind of financial corporation like PayPal, for example, or Venmo, or well, they had to learn how to tax it, which the IRS got into a couple years ago. And that's the other thing too yeah. is like the government obviously wants their share. And that was that's against cryptos too. It's not and, a fiat currency, but it's like. Uh, it's a, it, it's good if they start getting involved to make it easier for the masses to use. It would be nice to just plug that debit card in. That's what we like to do. Don't you love, though, how people whine? This is a pet peeve of mine. The information has been there since 2010. You just had to put a little work in to figure out how to work. And there was some risk, okay? Mm -hmm. But then people are like, it's like anything in life that becomes a trend. You have early adopters who put the work in, the pioneers, the yeah. homesteaders. They reap the rewards. When you're an early adopter in anything, like if you had bought Amazon stock in the beginning days of Amazon, you'd be, a multi yeah, you'd be a multi-millionaire now. It's the same thing with crypto. The yeah. people that got Bitcoin and bought $100 worth that are worth $72 million now, it's because they early adopted. And all that, and with the internet, the power to early adopt anything is out there if you're willing to put a little work in. Yeah. But then people try to, they call it the FOMO. Fear of missing, Fear of missing out. out. And then you have hold, which it was a joke. And one of the currency things in crypto world, you'll see H-O-D-L in giant words or letters. And that means to just buy and hold your crypto and it will grow over time. Whereas the FOMO people are the people right now that are like, hey, girl, it's going to be $1,000 by the end of the year. It's like, it might be, but crypto is very volatile because it's not regulated. Yeah. So never invest more than you can afford to lose, people. I'm not going to lie. This is giving me a headache. I'm sorry. I'm, I know. I am learning some stuff, but I'm still just like, I'm not I just even... really don't, I just don't understand how it works. How, how does the value even work? Like, what is it? Essentially, you still have to trade for a government currency, regardless. You, you can. Nothing is just pure cryptocurrency anymore. There are places that you can buy things or get Amazon gift cards but with your yeah, Bitcoin, but, still, but you still Amazon, are converting to fiat currency. Amazon's going to convert it back to fiat currency and pay their taxes regardless. Well, that's a whole other episode. That's it. It is. And, and I <laughs> pay their taxes in quotations. Like I told obviously. you, Brady, the first year <laughs> I had a massive headache because it's almost overwhelming, I, but I can see the good that could come out of it too. Yeah. Um, I would love the accountability. The, the blockchain technology on its own. Uh, I, I'm not going to go down this hole right now. I don't, I'm not well versed in it, but I did watch a Joe Rogan episode where this guy was supposedly an expert on blockchain mm -hmm. and he was kind of like laying out the possibilities in other f aspects of life other than monetize, like mm -hmm. other than money. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, it has other uses. And so I'm excited to see where blockchain goes because just because of it's like the way it's encrypted and stuff like that. Well, have um, you heard of gamification? Gamification. Um, like on our Hive blockchain, there's a game called Splinterlands, which kind of reminds me of Magic the Gathering a little bit. Is this just a way to mine Bitcoin or something? Well, well, what it does is gamification is creating tokens for people who play video games or games anyways, and they're paid with these tokens that actually have tangible money. Or, oh. or worth money. So gamification... So they're not worth just... They're not just worth an imaginary amount that is only related to well, that like video game. Well, like in Fallout, like you have your bottle caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know how people in China are, like, hacking those and selling them to people? Stuff like that. Yeah, because like, you have to, like... You have to, like, actually, with real money, buy... Yeah, if so you guys don't understand how this works, I don't know what our age group is for this, but there's a lot of video games now, like, pay to win is what they call it. Yes. Where there's a special currency within the game... Gold bars or diamonds or whatever they call it, right? Yes. You have to pay real money for these things in order to buy special things in the video game. It's atrocious. A lot of people really don't like it, but there's also a lot of people who take advantage of it. Got to add that skin. It's, it's a weird thing. It just started the, the last five years, really mm -hmm. got big because I think it started on phone games, on, on yeah, in -app iPhone games and stuff. Candy where Crush. You guys have all seen it. If you've ever played a phone game where it's like you can only play for 10 minutes a day unless you pay for these little diamonds or whatever, those power-ups. You get like five ninety nine. You get a hundred of them, and then you can keep playing until you run out. Or you buy certain things in the game to make the game easier. It's really those are called microtransactions. I, I've always felt like it's predatory. Um, I've heard it referred to as there. There, it, it's called crack den gaming. Yeah. Because you get addicted to this game, and then you go to your crack den and your dealer, and you go, I don't, "Give me like twenty more minutes, man. I'm gonna, I'll give you a dollar." Oh God. And so. Well, in crypto it's, world, it's the it's kind of like that's the way I see you it. You can tokenize things and create your on a truly free blockchain. You can create using the parameters set within the blockchain. You can create your own tokens, mm -hmm. and that's what they did with Splinterlands. And then those tokens are worth actual money. They have a value attributed to them, and so then you can use them in game, or you can actually just use them for anything, that's anyways. Like, how does that? Who, I, who gains from like the fact that you're playing a video game? So how does that give you any money? Well, Doesn't that cause inflation by the fact that it's not really Oh, there's inflation. There's all sorts of stuff. It, in yeah. in the world that we live in now, how mm -hmm. it works is you add to the GDP of your country, technically, whenever you produce something normally, right? Okay. Whether you're producing any kind of media content, uh, if you work in a manufacturing industry, if you are the manufacturer, right? Yeah. Um, you're literally producing something tangible and trading it. Okay. Because well money itself has no value technically. It's just a medium of exchange, right? Yes. That's how, when money started, it was because it was easier to trade money to agree that these, the, this pressed salt or whatever it was into a coin shape mm -hmm. was a lot easier to give to a person than bringing 200 cows to the market Agreed. to exchange for 300 chickens. It was a That's a nightmare. Exchange. So they were like, okay, actually there's a market that has chickens. I'm going to sell my cows to the market that has cows. They're going to give me this pressed salt coin. Mm -hmm. And this pressed salt coin is going to go to the chickens. I'm going to buy the chickens from there on my own time. It was a medium of exchange without exchanging the goods themselves because it became a logistical nightmare to yes. actually trade the goods themselves. But we had it was a genius way to do it, especially because the salt itself was worth something. It was actually like the coins pressed from salt were literally worth how much that salt was worth. It was like, what was it called? A shekel or something? Yes. It was like a shekel of salt. I am not an expert. I can't remember. I, I, I did a little research I, on I this back in the day. About. about like the early forms of currency before we used gold. 
Because I was trying to follow this trail as to why we started using gold, why is gold valuable. Turns out it was just easy to turn into a coin. It was pretty. Well, and it, it was also rare. Because this was before a, electronics. Now, gold is very useful in electronics because it conducts electricity so well. Mm -hmm. It's easy to form into wires, you know, because it's low melting point. Very, well, gold scarcity it's a very soft was metal. also because it, and it was scarce. manipulated by the people that had power, too, if you exactly. think about it. Because but at first, it, at first, they didn't even know it was scarce. No, it was more about it was literally just easy to turn into a coin. Well, and I think about okay, you said about consumables. I think that that and whether it be that twenty minutes of game that you play makes you feel good, that's a type of consumption, and mm -hmm. you can attribute value to that. Like on my Hive blockchain, we create content, and by content, videos, blog posts, pictures, art. And people upvote it based on their stake determines how much money you actually get paid. You're essentially just paying people for the it's to look at their of, art if you like it. It's type of patron. So it's a yeah, it is kind of like it's a very but you like. You also earn APR. You earn an APR on your stake as what's a high. Is the APR based on just the uh, inflation of or not inflation? It's a combination. The of growing the, value of the Bitcoin or the well, cryptocurrency. It's a combination of a lot of factors. I don't claim to be an. Uh, an this expert, is see. This is where I get lost in it because it's. It's very complicated. It's not a normal form of currency and how it, the value is attributed. It's That's where it confuses me. lay people, because I am not a crypto ex expert. I just know how to navigate the surface of that mm -hmm. world because I've done spent four years doing it. And that's the problem. I was willing to even learn some of it. Most normal people going about their day do not want to take the time to do this. I, it's hard for me. I just, like again, and it's not because it's it, not broke down in a way that's easy vast, to understand. It's a vast pool of information. Because when well, you start talking about delegated proof of stake, smart media tokens, there's all of yeah. this lingo they have. There's a lot of like jargon. The Winklevoss twins. It's and just all like starting like out in the stock head. market, though. If you don't that's know what you're true. doing, again, the stock market's slightly more like user friendly if you don't know what you're doing. Because you had, can just buy something. They've had. Same and watch it to grow also or shrink. create it in a way that yeah. delay, because I'm sure at first Wall Street people were like, "What the f what the heck are you talking about? Stock in a company?" Well, it used to be for exclusive for educated and upper tier people, but they mm. realized that a lot of money can be made on transaction fees with robotic robotic trading. You know, like you have the Robinhood app and all that. If mm -hmm. you let if you bring everybody well, just in, look at like have you ever went to a little a little gas station or grocery store and they want to charge you or have either they have a minimum purchase amount yes. if you use a debit card or credit card. Or you uh, have to pay an extra to use it, like at the gas pump. That's because the transaction. The piece. people who actually manage those transactions, the the uh, point of service software mm -hmm. industry, they they charge the actual company for the little machine you put your debit card in. Also for the actual transaction itself to to like send to the bank and and send the bank your bank sends you money. There's all this complicated crap going on in the background. Ones and zeros getting flown around because you're not using actual cash. Well, and those ones and zeros have to eventually be formed back into some kind of cash to go back to the government. Then there's taxes involved in all ends of that. So they end, end up attributing this fee and either you have to you have to pay for it one way or the other. That's because there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. If they would teach every human that... Things would be a lot better. Personal finance, I know some, we got to do an episode on that eventually too because I think crypto ties into it. But that is the biggest problem is people need to realize for a product to exist, someone had to put out effort. And because they put out that effort, they need to be compensated for it. Yeah. Whether it's your mom making you lunch and you should do the dishes or I made this cool sparkly thing and do you want to buy it? It's like somebody put some work out. Someone needs to be compensated for it. It's exactly. pretty simple. You know, and you brought up the uh, point of sale transaction machines i know someone who writes the code for those for a company as their job and they are integrating bitcoin right now into those into the machines you stick your card in mm -hmm. or tap it with your chip now but so there's still it's gonna going, be some kind of fee and all that too well you're gonna they're gonna the credit card processing merchants they make just bank okay yeah 
And so, and it, and it makes mainstream. sense. I, I agree well, they should. A service. I, I agree they should be paid for their service. Mm-hmm. But that diminishes our like like want to use it because like I don't if I have to pay that extra just so I can use my money that's stored in the bank. Yeah, I understand you're providing a service and you need to be paid. But I'm, I should just go get cash instead. There's a price. Then to I pay. don't have to pay anybody for anything. I just have cash. There's a price to pay for convenience and inflation. yeah, absolutely. But like cash, I mean. Yeah, but they're they're getting rid of cash. I don't. And even also, use the cash, cash is not even worth. Each mm. year, we're paying a price for that convenience too. The e- yeah. the cheap, easy credit that we have, the convenient lives that we live, letting a government run amok and not have a budget. That's diminished the value of our fiat currency. Mm-hmm. What you could buy for a dollar now, even 10 years ago, it, it's really quite sad. Just in the, one year. The inflation of our currency is something I've been paying attention to a little bit. Mm-hmm. It seems to be... The last time I checked, it was about 6% a year, roughly. There's a complete rough estimate. Yes. That's predicted to go up to 10% a year in almost no time, especially because we just printed out of thin air. Yep. We didn't have that money laying around, no. but we printed trillions of dollars. Can you guys even fathom a trillion? I've talked about this before. A trillion is such a big number, I can't even imagine a trillion of anything. Okay. Maybe well, maybe grains of sand on the beach, but I don't know the actual number of it. It's just a lot, right? Six. Yeah. So in my mind, a trillion is just a big fucking amount of money. There's some really and they neat printed it. They on just on it. they just added it into the economy. It's all digital now anyway. So well, it's not simple... like they even had to print the cash. They just printed it. The central banks or the the Federal Reserve made a deal, and they're like, okay, we're gonna add this much money to the economy. Well, that money exists now, and it can be used. But guess what? Now that money's worth less because there's more just added into it. Well, and if you look, a it's simple like way dilution. to look at this is Dilution's everything went up by 10%. It. My husband's favorite uh-huh. cheesy poof popcorn stuff was $2 mm-hmm. before stimulus. It is now two twenty eight. Yeah. That's, it's it's about 10%, that, which is your 6 to $10, you know. But that inflation is going to stay current because guess what? They didn't take that money back out of circulation. It's just there forever now. So the it's diluted. The concentration of monetary value is now diluted with more cash, right? There's a book that So guess what? This. That 10% is forever now until they figure out how to solve that inflation. The only combat they have for that inflation is how much money the central bank loans to the other banks. Or not how much money they loan, but um, the sorry, the interest rate they loan it at. Mm-hmm. So the banks actually have to pay to get money to loan out to you now. And they can control the inflation slightly with that interest rate. That's how you like the federal interest rate is this or that or the other thing. People talk about that a lot. Well, and I think on the news, that, if you don't really understand it, you should look it up a little bit. It's it's madness. I can recommend a book that I use with. I used to homeschool my children. I I sent them into the public school realm because I think all humans need to learn how to interact with other. I have my own philosophy. We can talk about that sometime later. But <laughs> I am not one of those homeschoolers. And if you are that you homeschool for religious reasons or you want to spare your children from the world, I'm not going to mock you for that. That is not why I homeschooled. I wanted my children to grow up believing. They could become who they are without being told they had a learning disability or they were pressured by their peers to like candy or something. Yeah. I, I wanted them to have that time and then I sent them out into the world. But one book I used to teach them economics was called Whatever Happened to Penny Candy. And it's an Uncle Eric book. And it is written at about a sixth grade reading level. And honestly, if there's one book you could read that will explain to you about, it talks about what you're talking about, how the Romans, what inflation actually is, mm-hmm. where they took the coins and chopped them and made them less metal in them, you know, over. And it talks about why penny candy is now a quarter. And it explains it in a way that 
everyone that's an adult and has, you know, like I said, Pretty sixth much grade reading level creates can like understand. An, creates like an analogy that's... Well, it's and well, it's very clearly written, and no, it covers everything: investment cycles, recessions, inflation, demand for money, and more. It's a, oh, it, I need to read that myself. This was too. recommended by one of our treasury secretaries. It's a really, mm. really good book. I read it to my children. Um, you can get it at the local library, I'm sure, because I think that's where I got it. Because I never well, buy it. I'm, I'm going to add that to my book list for sure. If I I can just recommend it is an amazing book for understanding how what money is, how it works, and how to live your life. You know, with your I, money. I still don't understand why they don't teach this in school. I do. Look at the well. <laughs> I, we can I, put the tinfoil hat on I'm in a minute. Going to, I We're know, going but to. Makes, but on the surface no level, the reason why you wouldn't teach it. Let's let's talk about the surface level, real okay. quick. Okay. Okay. Surface level. Everybody knows when you become an adult, and even sometime before that, you're going to be using money. True. That is what makes the world go round right now. I swear to God, if all the money disappeared, the planet would probably cease to exist. I swear to God. No, we just make new money. Obviously, that's not how it's really going to happen. Yeah. But like, we all use money at some point in our life, unless you're, I don't know, there's some Buddhist monks out to there that probably don't. To be to consume is to consume, yeah. you need some e form Even of if you lived off the land, you still got to pay the government some kind of money. You're going to use some kind of medium of exchange You can't produce in your everything life. you need to Exactly. Live. You can't. But, Nobody teaches you how it works. And mm -hmm. you're, it's supposed to be your parents that do because obviously the school doesn't. You go to economics class. Again, I've talked about this a lot. You go to economics class. They're going to teach you like stuff based on the assumption that you already know the fundamentals of money and how it works. Mm -hmm. Like how to use the stock market, how to make a budget. But they don't teach you. They don't go back and teach you the basic fundamentals of money. How money works, why we use money, this stuff. I had to learn all that on my own. I, I had to look too. that up. And maybe these private schools teach you all that stuff. I don't I'd know. never been to a private school, so I couldn't tell you. And I'm sure a lot of them don't even teach you that anyway. I don't think that our culture wants the whole populace to know how it works and what they're doing. Because then it wouldn't work at all, probably. That probably sounded tinfoil Because then we would start, because then Bitcoin would have existed a long time ago. Well, think about it. You're always going to you know, the poor will always be with you is something that I've heard lots mm -hmm. of times. And I think a lot of it is because you're dealing with a lot more factors than just being taught how to use money. You have mental health issues. You have, yeah. you weren't properly parented. You have, maybe you're just an impulsive person. You know, that whole lottery meme, yeah. if you win, at the, win the lottery, you're going to be broken dead yeah. in a few years anyways. It, I think that you're always going to have that. It's easy to learn how to use money. That's the easy part. You stick a debit card in a machine, blah, blah, blah. You get your product, right? Yeah. Using money is not hard necessarily. Or you, you pull some dollars. Somebody gives you a price. You pull the money out of your pocket and give it to them. Or you use your debit card, right? Using money is simple. I could, I could stress that all day long. Making it's the how money works part they don't teach you. But once again, I kind of feel like that's intentional. That's because what, if that, you knew we how do money need works, to discuss that. If finally. you knew how money works, would you ever get like eighty thousand dollars in student loans that you Hell have? Hell no. And and for a product that in fact, student not loans probably wouldn't even return. exist if we all knew how money worked. Well, I think, we'd be like that's a that's a bullshit system. I feel like we don't college do should be a payable. It used to be you could work all summer and pay for college, maybe at a state school or a local school. Easily, I've heard Harvard, this. I have heard this many times, and I've always wondered if it's bullshit or not. Okay. I, I, but yeah, it used to be, from what I heard, oh, a lot of the boomers when they were kids. I'm sorry, I, I'm not trying to be generationalist, or I'm not blaming true, anything on the boomers. Yeah. But it is a known fact that the boomers used to be able to get a summer job in their graduating class of, or in their graduating year of high school, and if because they were still living at home, let's assume, even if they're charged a couple hundred dollars in rent at home, like I was. Mm -hmm. uh, you were still able to make enough money to just pay for your college. 
Okay. And maybe your parents gave you a little bit of a of a boost too. Who knows? But you were still able to, or maybe you'd come out of college with like a couple grand in student loans, like nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But then again, a couple grand back then was about the equivalent of ten to fifteen grand. I now think I read somewhere tuition at Harvard in nineteen eighty was like thirty six hundred dollars. So think about well, that. Much, That's only been forty years. What was years. the actual purchasing power of thirty six hundred dollars? Well, I know in nineteen seventy eight. Another factor to always consider. Well, in nineteen seventy eight, my dad, who was a timber faller, which was a high paying job at the time, mm -hmm. made three hundred fifty dollars a day. He made like 20 some dollar. He made this incredible amount of money. It's still considered a good wage now, but we yeah. know in those days he could buy a brand new pickup working in a year. He could pay tuition to Harvard. Yeah. Well, so my my dad that's what I'm talking about. My dad was telling me you could get a job filling up people's gas tanks cuz back back in uh, like the 50s, 60s, 70s. You did you worked it you, up. You it was all uh full service. A lot of the stations were full service where they would you'd pull up to the gas station. You didn't have to get out. It was fancy. They they went up and washed your window. Yeah, they pumped your gas for you. They changed your oil if you need or checked your oil. They and was a service they all had station. a lot of them had shops so that if your oil was low, you could just go get it changed. Mm. They checked your windshield wipers and your fluid. They did a lot of the stuff that these like Jiffy Lube places do now, right? Where for it's like, been for separated. like eighty bucks. Yeah, and so um, my dad said you could just get a job doing that. Real basic service industry job. And you could pay rent. Probably minimum wage, probably. and you got tips. People tipped back then. He said. Yeah. And. uh... He says you could just pay for your entire college if you're just at a you know a a moder a modest college like a state college. Yeah. You could go to your state college on that job. But now we have a debt culture. And still have money to spend. Think of the debt culture now. Yeah. It's like I, everything's I, debt now. Our money itself is now debt. That's how they bridged the gap with deflating or for, with inflating our money. They've deflated the value of our currency, but they're like, here's this cheap debt culture that we you know you can mm -hmm. go borrow it, the money. To and it. it really only perpetuates the issue. It kicks the can down because the road for future generations, yeah. too. I mean, someone's I, gonna have to pay all this debt off eventually. They're not, you know, that for a fact, they ain't gonna write it off. Even if, let's say, here's an example, okay? Okay. Uh, Biden and a lot of the, one of the big things that the the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, one of their big things they like to talk about is uh, erasing college oh, debt, student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Yep. yep. Either they're going to print money from the the central banks to do that. Which inflates the price of everything and the, the deflates the value of the currency, right? Mm -hmm. Or they will try to strike a deal with the banks you owe money to to actually just erase that debt. Literally, just okay, it's gone now. We don't, you don't owe us the money, and they they bite the bullet. After if that happens, guess what the bank's gonna do? They're going to go no, to the government and say we need a bailout, like they did in two thousand eight. You know what kills so me? So either way, the taxpayers will be paying for that. Right now, the money that the banks... Because, see, they, what people don't realize is the banks borrow the money to give to you at the government rate, which yes. is a negative right now. And then you're paying 7 is or 8%. Is it still a negative now? It's right in there. Well, I haven't checked it recently. But, but it, was, it was trending negative, the amount of interest rate that they were borrowing yeah. on. But then they're giving it to you at 7 or 8% because you're a young person with no credit, right? Mm-hmm. They have made, by the time you've paid on that for a few years, probably that money back at least two times over. Mm -hmm. Because then they also take oh, yeah. that money and invest it. It's a very simple formula, okay? Yeah. If they can borrow, if the bank can borrow the money from the feds at a 2% interest rate, that's a very common interest rate in a, in a normal economy, let's say, before COVID, right? Yep. 2% interest rate. The bank loans it to you for a fucking 30% interest rate because you're a first-time car buyer. Let's oh. just make an example, okay? Yeah, that's true. That's normal. You, they go for these bad credit car buyers who want a $5,000 loan, right? They borrow the money at 2%, charge you, even just say 18%, right? They're making a ton. They That is a huge profit margin for them. 
Because that's how banks make their money is charging you for loans, essentially, or the other little administration fees and crap like that for starting a bank account. But that's chump change compared to the loan interest. Once they loan you the money, they sell that note yep. to either another bank or investment firms. Who are willing to take the risk mm -hmm. because the higher the interest rate, the more risk you have. Like yeah. your credit score, it should not – that credit score thing is fascinating to me because it really just is your risk. You mm -hmm. know, well, how much of a risk are you? Like me, not much yeah. of a credit risk. So, but and that, it's but, weird. It took years. But why is it important? I don't know. But I, I, I still got to go on a little oh, bit on that. keep going. Sorry. Yes. Um, if you want to get down to it again. So that $5,000 loan, yes. you, you're paying 18% interest. So you're paying like 6800 The bank borrowed that for 2%. They sold your note for maybe, I would say, 9 10%. So they can quickly make a little like 6% profit. And that's a lot. Okay, mm -hmm. to the bank, trust me, because they're doing hundreds or thousands of these all the time. Transactions, yep. So that 6% is a lot, real quick. Real quick money for the bank. The end user who bought the loan, they're going to make the remainder, uh, what would it be, 6 minus 8, so the 10%. Yep. They're going to make that 10%. That's good for them. Plus they're still fees, doing hundreds you don't of those. They pay your too. stuff on time and you, know, you have mm -hmm. all that. They make a lot on fees. Yeah. And those people already have lawyers employed. So if you don't pay, either way, they're getting their money. Because then they're just going to start collecting your assets, whatever you put for collateral. If you don't have collateral for whatever reason, they're going to go after whatever assets you do own. And if that's not the case, then they're going to hit your fucking employer for garnishments. Well, see, and so this is what I want to know about is. crypto. I feel like the they banks, you talked about JP Morgan and all these people, they, they waited too long to jump in as early adopters. So I truly believe, and there's a lot of conspiracies in crypto land, that they ran it up, that big, huge bull market in 2017 where people mm -hmm. were doing that. I think that's because the banks invested in it. Well, what they ran it up and crashed it they on hyper, purpose because anything it. that is run up like that is going to crash. It's the yeah. law of economics. And so then they bought everything and got themselves in there after Absolutely. the crash because it went way down there. They well, once there's a crash, it always goes back up. Yeah, and it has. It's when it crashed down after the crash in 2017. It went down to like Bitcoin was I think around three thousand, and now it's back up to thirteen. Mm -hmm. So it, it has value, and mm -hmm. I guess that's what I'm talking about with all of this is that now you have the big banks and the gov and our huge conglomerations getting in on crypto. Are they just going to turn it into a system where they can you know basically take advantage of people, the common people, and, and taking away from what it should have been and what it was designed to be and just turning it into another system of money because humans are incapable that's, that's where I of see changing it. how we do business. That's where I see it going. And that's why I, uh, I don't know. Cuz is it they they like to regulate and control the money, right? Yeah, regulations are not to protect the people. And so if that happens, if the government adopts if the government adopts cryptocurrency, nothing will change. It'll go back to exactly the way it is, just using a new format, a new well, medium. Most of our fiat currencies sort of operate like crypto as far as they're digital now. Mm -hmm. When's the last time? Like, I have to go get cash. It's not like you cash your paycheck like your grandparents did yeah. and have the cash in your wallet. Shit, they used to, businesses used to just give you cash instead of a paycheck. Well, and I then, don't know how long ago that was, but that was a thing. Like, well, and you know, how old's your dad? Because mine's 61. 60. Okay, so they're about 60, the same age. 60, 61. Yeah, and, and it's thinking, so on the scale of history, just think of how much has changed in the money world. Since mm -hmm. they were teenagers, just in a hundred years, let's say. Oh gosh, I can't even. A hundred years is a really good way to 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 like probe how well because the we went off the gold standard mm -hmm. in the thirties, and then the sixties we completed. That and there's conspiracies, real quick. There's conspiracies that in, our money is still backed, but it's backed by oil prices, or at least it was up until like a, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. What are we backed by now? Literally nothing. We're backed by the debt. I've always because said now we're now we trade in debt instead of commodities. Well, and also we're the selling we're why... selling people's we're selling people's loans off instead of selling 
oil or gold. What we don't pr instead of selling the goods we produce to other countries and stuff like that, well, now we just sell them the debt. That's how that we got in this big hot water with China. It was a big thing everybody was trying to point point at Obama for doing, mm -hmm. but it actually started happening a long time, long time before Obama. Well, and I've been a firm believer the reason why American um, dollar and everything, other than we're firmly entrenched our octopus hands and everything, is that Americans get up every day and work harder than anybody, and longer than anybody else on the planet. There are studies that confirm this. Mm -hmm. We live to work instead of work to live. It's now we do. Yeah, we're in that. That's the culture has shifted I hate to that it so much. Like, everybody feels it too. I Nobody think, wants to talk about it, but everybody feels it. Well, and we I think it's in our it. DNA that you're not a good, tough, hardcore American if you're not working yourself. I knew, okay, that's I had been a neighbor. A, that's been the American paradigm for, for years, probably part since of our we DNA. started. I had a neighbor whose entire existence was derived about what his, his career, what he did. Mm -hmm. And then that was all taken away from him because of health problems. And I swear it was the worst case of depression I've ever seen in my life. It's like your identity should not be just what you do for a living. What you produce for your country. Yeah, well, it's just, <laughs> and also you get an, an arrogance about you. It's like there are other other parts of you than just if you're an electrician or and then mm -hmm. that's a cool thing that you do but it should not be your sole source of identity it's like yeah I, I don't know I feel like there's but that kind of is what it is nowadays that's how it is in America that you should be yeah. working like what four tens or well actually I know people uh, that are working like just an outstanding amount of hours and they're not yeah. happy well do you know anybody that's happy working that many hours I don't know anybody who's happy working any hours if they're working for somebody else well they, everybody claims they're happy but Come on, at the end of the day, when you lay your head down that pillow, everybody probably just goes, God, I gotta go to work again tomorrow. I'm Even happy, if you love your job. I'm happiest helping other people just to help them, but I would rather work for myself. I think it, but yeah. the, I well, think that's just... Unfortunately, not everybody can work for themselves. Uh, well, what would happen it, if we all did, though? Like, what, I don't think most people I just can don't handle think there's it. Room, there's not room in an economy for that. Yeah, I don't... Oh, I, speaking of... Um, we're laughing because there's a Sasquatch in the room. <laughs> yes. And, he, and he's, <laughs> I can't even comment about what I'm looking at right now. So <laughs> that's beautiful. Okay. That's Tom. Hi, everybody. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that like everything that we talk about, and I think that's something that needs to be said in the, the podcast here and everything. There are no easy answers or solutions no. to any of life's problems. Yeah. Are there? I mean, no, like money. Not anymore. No, and I think Everything's that a lot more complicated now. there's so much data to comb through, and then you have to make extrapolations on the data, and then you can mess up there because your biases. And so it's like, do you should you even try? Should you just sit in the yard and sniff mushrooms? Like, would that be fun? Is the person you could? Well, You're not like, going to make any money doing that. I know, but maybe that's the happy. You know, you that's read something about you can go do that cloister themselves in Buddhist monasteries in Nepal. Are you happier because you just don't care? But they gotta like farm bees and stuff to it's eat. Still, work. you can't get away from work. I like it, work. Working though. is kind of just a way to survive anymore. But because like, let's take everything out of the equation, right? Okay, all the, the let's say we're cavemen. Right. Still got to work. There's no monetary system. There's not even a system of trade and in, 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 imputed into the world yet. You're just surviving. Okay. okay. Pure survival like any other animal usually does. Monkeys don't trade. Okay. Let's say we're monkeys. But do they not? When you wake up in the morning, okay. assuming you are a creature who sleeps, uh, what do you do? Eat, defecate, breathe. You have to. You have, have to. Yeah. Life. You have to consume a... Uh, 
a biotic or god damn it you have to consume some kind nutrition. of biomass yeah you have something to have that was once alive or is still alive you have to put that into your body in order to create more cells for you to keep living right mitochondrial that energy. is the yes. that is literally the way of life for every other animal on this planet other than us then you perpetuate your species yeah, you, through you re have to procreation but that's the thing you don't even have to reproduce you have an instinct to do it I think but you don't absolutely have to. But on a fundamental level, your cells have to do it. And I think that you can't have the... Yeah. You have to have that desire. All all species well, you have. have a desire. Yeah, that's built Because in. your cells are doing it. Some some Something to do with DNA. There's something... I don't know. Mitochondria. I'd love to ponder it. It's like really it fun. Too. But that's not this episode. And then you have waste elimination. That happens in every to, species. You do have to poop. You do. And then yep. you also have to sleep. Yeah. All animals... And drink water. So essentially... Well, that's food. You, that's part of food. You're that's still, part of nutrient in You're still working. No matter what, you're going to be expending energy. You're trading energy for uh, you know, staying alive, essentially. So you, we either it, way, you pay to play. We made Let's it, it harder <laughs> to change the way we do things. So for comfort. Yeah. Think about everything we do, though. Is but is about, it, was it easier to go out and, and just worry about getting food and a water source every day and a, a shelter? I don't know. Was it stressful back? Was that stressful? I think it was. Have more we just raised flight. our? Was, have we raised our threshold so high that our normalcy now is like something that would have exploded a caveman's brain in this in its complexity? Um, I think that the types of stress that it's are, like we put ourselves it. under are completely different now. Yeah. Before it was more fight or flight. Now it's a type of stress that's we're dealing with a lot of external stimuli all the time that our caveman ancestors mm -hmm. did not have to deal with. Think about the amount of information that is thrown into your cortex every day. And aside from a select few things happening, like the the ability to travel space and explore mm -hmm. and all these other amazing feats we've done, um, what really matters? Like, have we, what have we really done? Well, yes, think... we have a very complicated system of like, yes, guess what? We can go get an education, right? We can learn things. We can... All the stuff we can do now, mm. what does it really matter at the end of the day when when we all know we're going to die? Like, memento mori, death is inevitable. I don't know, like, but the way... No matter what, you're going to die. Someday, you will cease to be living anymore. Whether there's an afterlife or whatever, even if there is an afterlife, I doubt anything we do in this life really affects or, or even, like, spills over into that at all. So, at the end of the day, what are we really doing when you can look at any other animal species on the planet and they just live? They're in the moment. They just live and eat and breathe and sleep. I don't know if it's enjoyable or not. I'm not a deer or, or whatever. Name an animal. I'm not that. I'm a human being. And, and everything we do is very comp complex. It's cool. I can drive a car, right? I can learn to drive a car. What does it really matter to drive a car? Yeah, but Do I have to go 300 miles away? I no, I absolutely don't have to go 300 miles away. Everything I need is around me on this planet. So what what everything we've set up all the complexity money the banks schools even the even the ability to explore space what does it really matter when you're going to die and even if we did, we never had to perpetuate any of the these things that we do we just did but maybe that's the greatest What's, part of being human is the joy of discovery i know it is for me every yeah, but day yeah, I that learn... joy is very shallow in a way because again you get that joy it doesn't last forever right We've talked about that before. Well, I, yeah, the dopamine drip. But yeah, honestly... You're going to get joy for a day or two, maybe a year. It's going to go away at the end of the day. And then you're going to die someday, and it's, it's... What does it matter? Well, you perpetuated That's the joy the, on down through history, I, though. As long as humans exist. Yeah, some, but, Say you discovered you? how something functions, okay? Okay. Say you did. 
you, because of the advances we've made as a species, can leave that for the next person to build upon. Mm. So it's almost like you're building this block yes. of building a huge tower of knowledge and for that's people cool. throughout history. Well, that's, that's cool a type and all, but joy. the heat death of the universe will inevitably happen anyway. Everything in existence will be, just be gone. Well, yeah. I know it's billions and trillions, whatever years away. But I mean, like again, it's it sometimes seems like, and I'm sorry, I'm, I guess I'm being a little negative here, or whatever you want to call it. I'm sure there's an ism that I'm portraying here, but like at at the end of everything, what are we really doing when everything's not going to exist anymore someday? But you don't. What are we really doing? Okay, but you don't definitively know that, so maybe that's a little bit of the joy too. It it just you don't know what how I'm trying it's to happen. It's hard to I think articulate what I'm trying to say, but like really, I'm just trying to ask the question as like what why do what this? was life thinking in the first? Why is life period like well, what's also, it really what's the goal? The what's the end goal? And you're talking Even about if, what's the point of doing all this evil yeah. empire hedge fund stuff when it really doesn't matter. None of it matters. I agree. And, and everyone's that, gonna die. Well, and I always it's kind of like the toilet paper thing. We all use the same bathroom in a sense. So it's like, yeah. why should people be elitist over others? And just because some of you may have had better situations, and I, yeah. I understand what you're That's saying. That's a whole that, other episode too that on is, that. I'd love I, I to can, talk about that. I would but like to talk about we that. Could, too. We could. We're at the hour mark. Yeah, we're I'm gonna we're gonna keep going as long as it takes. But like, I'm just like seriously curious, like. Even if we were, even if there is some kind of divine entity that created us, let's say, okay? okay we're going to talk about that. Uh, and let's say that entity is, will not be affected by heat death of the universe, okay? It's, it's infinite no matter what. The energy cannot be uh, spread out so far that it, it's imperceivable, okay? Okay. Just like, the, that's how the universe is going to end inevitably, right? It, technically, the, I don't know if the matter will go away necessarily, or maybe it does. I don't know. You're talking about it's, entropy. It's, okay. Entropy, yes. All right. Um, but let's say this divine being that created not only life, but everything, right? Okay. Let's say, let's just call it God, because that's the typical term for it. Yes. Say God uh, is immune to entropy, okay? Okay. Why did he even do any of this? It he is that whatever. Not the why did the, why did God? Question, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I mean, don't think. We I can guess understand. I'm going for real ultimate question here. But I don't like, think we can understand that in our it, current physical capacity. I don't think we have the computing power. But does that also mean we're being used by this creator, by this God? Uh, are we are we just being will. used? Are we a tool? Are we something that was just? Do you resent that? Are is we that an why experiment? It I, don't, I don't know if I resent that. I just question it. That's all. Well, I like to what think are we supposed about to be? Are, are we even living? Though. If we were created for a reason, are we living up to that reason? Well, the a lot of Judeo-Christian traditions believe that we are created to go through this to choose to follow him out of our own free will, and that is why this whole system exists as the way and, it and, does. And, and and basically, just because he was lonely, it I it was know lonely because essentially any... the way I've interpreted this, the Judeo-Christian version of um, religion or Creation. whatever of God, yeah, is he got bored one day and decided to make us because he was lonely. Like it, nobody yes. ever said he had a wife or any kind of friends or anything going on. Like, Maybe he does. I don't know. I feel Maybe. like we sympathize, we symbolize things yeah. as a stu species to make sense of it. Obviously, and I don't think we, we can make to. sense of our existence. <laughs> we can only frame it into into. Like, I feel like philosophy is the entire whole section of human thinking trying to make sense of yeah. our existence. But uh, my entire point was like uh, we've complicated so much as a species, right? And we're the only species that have done this. Yeah. And again, at the, I just That's never, why I, believe our I could never, is special. It, it always gives me a headache because I can never figure out like why we've done any of this stuff. I was born into it and I've learned to navigate through it, but I don't know why we're doing it. You want to know the ultimate why? Did I really have to learn math? Because we could, as every other species on the whole planet survives without math. Yeah, but they aren't as comfortable as we are. Yeah. 
That's another thing, though. We have used our intellect to create Does a more comfort comfortable matter, existence. Though? Well, let's think about it in context. It's 10 degrees outside today. We're inside a nice warm house. That's true. Would it be nice out there? And we used our brains to conquer the elements. Basically, yes. and, and we were and in clothes, but and we're yeah, and comfort. Does that's, it? Do, is there an end point though, or do we just keep this going? What is it? The Dan Haiga, the Danish art of comfort. It's like finding this little. Hold on a second. Let me look it up because I I think that's a big deal. It's the Danish Norwegian word for mood for a mood of coziness and comfortable conviviality with feelings of wellness and contentment. This has been a, this was a big trend in library books. I think it was like last year, the year before the Haiga thing, or however you say it. Yeah. And I feel like that is a large part of what we do as humans is we try to overcome, like you said, okay, the deer outside. We have extended our lifespan beyond what we actually should live as primates mm -hmm. quite a long ways because we're like, hey, I'm not going to accept I'm going to die of that tumor, or I'm not going to accept that I'm going to die of frostbite, or I'm not going to accept that that lion's going to eat me. And we created tools to help us uh, overcome we've, that. We've come a long way in that Yes, and, and I think a lot of it is seeking comfort. Those are biochemicals. I think a lot of this goes back to biochemicals. Are we really just driven by this, like, all these biochemicals? And that brings us to the other question I asked quite a while ago, I think, on an episode was like, do we really have free will? Are we really just being driven by these needs and desires and emotions and all this other, all these biochemical reactions going on? All these electrical signals flowing through our brain are flowing. Uh, I guess circuits are flowing, right? But anyway, I like just... what, what, where does free will, where's the line between free will and uh, like satiating these like instincts? Where's that line drawn? I'm just thinking that we have an episode that is called metaphysical cryptocurrency because <laughs> I, yeah. once again, I feel like crypto arose out of corruption, which is once again, like to combat every, corruption. Well, to be alive is to live in a corrupt system according to religion. Correct. Uh -huh. And so I feel like every time their corruption becomes too great, something comes along that somebody creates and says, you know, what? I'm going to combat it with this ingenious idea I have. And uh -huh. in, yeah, innovation, innovation. And maybe that's our superpower is humans. Will we innovate. are. That is our superpower. We I mean, innovate really. with, through it. adversity. I know right. that's probably some corporations tagline. Yeah. Sorry, copyright. Well, infringement. Think about that as a good point. Innovation is how we survive. We're not biologically equipped to really survive much of anything out there no, in the we're world. Not. We don't even have hair on our we bodies had, covering our bodies. We absolutely had to innovate to survive in this world where everything wants to kill you. We've talked about this before. And again, then we innovated I'll beyond our own it. limitations. We left the now planet. We, we yeah. left the atmosphere. And soon we're going to innovate a entire new form of resembling life called a artificial intelligence. Which, it's not, it might not walk around the planet, but it will exist as some kind of a, like, we already thinking have, thing. We already have Something a form of thinks. it on our phones and oh, our. You or know. we maybe just like, uh, I don't even know, like, because we're kind of replicating the way we think with AI, right? I'm waiting for it to become more sentient in the sense that it it's will just start gonna be thinking, better at it. It'll be better thinking than we are because it'll have more capacity. Yeah, but essentially, it's still just thinking. Is there anything beyond that? Is anything, I don't know. And is there I anything don't... beyond innovation, or is it like this is is this the fucking pinnacle of what life can produce in the universe? And because we're nefarious, because we are humans at our core, we're always trying to outdo everybody. I think that that's why we've always attributed in science fiction that AI will be nefarious towards us, but all mm -hmm. powerful. It's I don't fun think to it's have going... a villain. Well, it is, but I don't even think it will be. It's because a perfect villain. It truly is, but it really we are the villain. That, it... That's what we're attributing yeah. to this this construct that we created. Is that well? That's like the Frankenstein's monster thing. <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's a story as old as time, almost. Like. It is, and it's not going to go away because we're the authors. Yes, again, we are, yeah, we are the authors. We are creating this artificial intelligence. It didn't just pop out of it wasn't an, it wasn't a species that evolved necessarily. Here we are. It's something we are. Realm again. It, yeah, we always do this. Dang it. 
But it's interesting. But it is I interesting. hope it's interesting to I you listeners, you but like I'm it's just big questions I have and I want to an- I don't want answers necessarily, but I just kind of like want to explore it's better out I don't of think your, we'll ever know the real answer. It's better out of the cortex this. than stuck in there bouncing around. Like exactly. I like I to know to other people's opinions on such things well, like I'd this. Well, I'd love to too. hear. We definitely want you listeners to interact with us. Like I really encourage you if you have to just email us, it's goeytheshow at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on whatever you Instagram. name it. Instagram. We're getting it. Um, but we'd love to interact with you guys. I want to hear everybody's thoughts because it helps me to learn and to grow and to and to think about these things. Yeah, what are your thoughts we, on our money it's system good, and It's good to just get nature. the questions out there into the universe and maybe it'll help you to ponder and find an answer. I don't think we'll find answers to some of these big questions. There's just no way to understand them, I think. Maybe AI will and it'll never be able to tell us, but who knows. But uh, like seriously. The, secret, the answer to life is 23. But like artificial intelligence blows my mind. Yeah, it does me too. And that's why I'm wondering with the crypto framework, then you're going to add AI they're gonna into that. It. They're going to automate it. And I think that's the whole point of AI and crypto and all of this is we are going to be doing less and less of the mundane things in life. It's changing. We're going through an industrial revolution of this robotic. Uh, We're going through an and... automation revolution. Yes, we are. And so what's happening with that is I think it'll be fantastic. It's going to all transitions are a little rough, but we're going to have more time to create because that's what humans do. That's awesome. Think about it. If you didn't have to work so hard just to eat. Think mm-hmm. of the things you could create. Yeah. Like you would find, I don't know. And I know that some people will cease creating and they'll just lay around and get 600 pounds to play World of Warcraft. I get it. And I'm not knocking World of Warcraft. I love that game. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying hey. that there are some people but, hey, that, that might be what makes them happy. Is that a big deal? Like let's say those people, they they somehow like their bills are paid and all that, right? It should be up to them. Why, why is it such a problem for them to just sit around and get fat and play? If well, that's the way they want to live their life, point. I can't tell you not to get fat and play video games the all day. The problem is, is when other people have to happy. pay for your decisions. It's and when, that's yeah, if it's when yeah. other people have to pay for your decisions and you're just blatantly not that's making better decisions. But that's the culture too. we live in right now, too. Is other people have to pay for there other is, people's there decisions. There is inevitably lazy people. I get lazy sometimes myself, I'm lazy personally. sometimes. Everybody needs lazy. I'm mm-hmm. talking about, like... And I probably use this bad example. I just mean free will and determination means you get yeah. to choose. And as long as you're not harming other people with your choices, does it really matter? It doesn't. Yeah. If you want to play video games all day, by all means, just don't don't, harm don't be others. a burden to anybody else. It's yeah. not fair. It's not cool. Just, yeah. just, it's just not cool. Well, I know just put it that way. <laughs> lots of people that that is literally what they do with their lives. And mm-hmm. you know what? They're happy doing a that. A lot of people now make money playing video games. Yeah. And that's really cool how they figured that out. We that's innovation. We could do a whole video game finest. episode because I have hated growing up. Video games are awesome though. People talking about how like violence games led to people being violent, blah, 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 blah. I heard a lot of it when I was little, little. It was that whole, what was that called? The panic over music and satanic and panic satanic panic oh my gosh well, what you a fun time i was pretty small when that happened but i do remember there was just a lot of like moral righteousness floating around and people were just well weird, i guess we have it now too people are morally righteous about their political affiliations and oh, it drives yeah. me crazy there's a lot of moral righteousness going on we a lot have of the virtue signaling now. yeah the internet amplified everybody's virtue signaling to like the the two millionth degree and it's like whatever it's a lot of noise well, yeah, there's, there's so much noise. noise. If Instagram talks to me one more time about voting, I'm probably going to put the I vote Instagram. Oh, I'm my so sick of this vote thing. Okay, we all know we need to vote. Maybe we just choose not to. Quit fucking like annoying me about it. Well, it's I get a virtual it. signaling thing too. It's Who doesn't like, know how to vote? That's but that's a virtue signal. Yeah, it is. It's it's very sanctimonious. They're trying to make it's you like, feel guilty if you don't vote. You know what? You voting. There's a lot of schools of thought about that, too. I vote every election just because I was brought up believing it was my civic duty. But then I have friends who are, like, crypto-anarchists or people believe that you're just perpetuating the system. And their arguments are valid, too. I'm going to listen to them. But if I ever said that to certain other friends, they'd call me a commie. And so it's like... Everybody has an opinion. I know. Isn't 
life now Everybody has a villain, too. It's sort of like navigating... If you want to have any sort of peer group or friends, which I'm sort of an introvert that was raised by extroverts. Yeah. But you almost have to surf this uh, feelings water. Like, you have to really assess the people you're with and then what their belief systems are. And then... That sounds exhausting. It's very exhausting. That's why, like you, I can just say what I want to say to you and you'll be like, eh, agree or disagree and we'll go about our day. But... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, you I, I do know what you mean. I, I just feel like sometimes I have, like, humanity fatigue. I yeah, think I maybe that that's part of being an introvert or maybe I'm just a a fucking shitty person. I don't know. <laughs> when you go out, I'm, do you just want to go I home? I don't hate right? my life or anything necessarily, but I just have this I just always feel this fatigue about everything. He's also raising small children. Am, Let's yeah, just be honest. There I, I mean I have literal fatigue, yeah. physical fatigue. Well, no, but raising small Most children is hard. It is. It's not it's easy. Hard it's hard in every age of child rearing, but yeah. small children is a tough one. Um, but I just I start to dig into these systems we've created a lot, right? Because I have to navigate them to survive in this world that we that we live in now, right? Yes. At least in America. America. Not every country's like us. No, but we are blessed. In America, it. there is a certain way you have to live to survive. Okay. Okay. I just constantly feel this fatigue about it, and I know I'm not the only one. No, I feel it all the time. I hate. Especially because I just don't understand do why it, why it is this way. I understand you can follow it step by step how things got the way they are. I just could never figure out the why, and maybe that's maybe that's my my burden to bear. Is I've always asked why about everything. You're not it, satisfied it's made me just an insubordinate. to do. You want to know why? Yeah, I've always been considered technically like an insubordinate. But you're person not rude about it because I always question authority. I question everything. I quit. It's the big why. I've asked why about literally everything I've ever come across. Why is this? Why do I have to do it? Why not? Why? Yeah, you see what I mean? Like I do. And it gives me this overwhelming fatigue every once in a while that I'm just like, well, I, I used to I have to shake it. I need to a just... lot of alone time. Like, I, anytime I leave this place, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about when I get home, and so that's how I know I'm an introvert. Is I am the most comfortable when I'm at home, but I'm perfectly socially adept, and for some reason, I'm surrounded by people all the time. But I would prefer to just not have to. It is exhausting mm -hmm. navigating have... everything. Have we just reached this like capacity that we have built into us? Uh, I don't in think our we've brains? evolved enough to handle what has happened to yeah. us in the last twenty years. Because I'm, I'm so tired of taking care of things, Brady. Like I'm yeah. just done. You got you got your glass half empty and your glass half full. That's right. Well, for in a philosophy term, right? I, yeah. I think everybody's glass has spilled out onto the floor, and now there's we're all we're all just a bunch of cups floating in the ocean. <laughs> the pickle jar has exploded. We yeah. need to clean up on aisle five. Uh, but we can't stop the water flow. Well, and you brought that. That's it's, beautiful. It's a, it, we're a machine that is only going to get more efficient in adding the water to the cup. It's a type of fatigue. The cup wasn't gotten any bigger. And if you're a responsible adult, the fatigue is large. Because you used to be mm -hmm. that you just had this, you weren't assaulted with the sheer volume of data and noise every day. Mm -hmm. And so now on top of all the hard things you do, you're, you're just yeah. lambasted with it. And right? even if you don't use social media. And you don't, no, it's you just, don't even it's like, everywhere. even if you don't use social media and you don't even like interact with that many people and so take all the social aspects out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Just the other things you need to do to navigate, go to the bank and you have to get the groceries and you got to drive your car around everywhere. And like, and, and for me have... getting, having ch three children, it's just a really difficult task to just go anywhere, period. And that's my own fault. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just stating that it is a difficult task just to go four blocks to the grocery store, walk around the grocery store, pay for stuff, getting the money itself is a fucking task. Yeah. This is so much of this shit, and I'm exhausted from it. And when I think, that's why I was asking this earlier, like when I think back to a caveman, I'm just like, that's 
That just seems so <laughs> cavemen, surreal. Like so, he, cavemen didn't have to get their little ones to dance classes. I mean, cavemen still had children, and they—I'm sure it was hard to protect them from tigers or whatever. Crunk, like, go eat a bug. But God, <laughs> it seems so. It almost seems easier to look at that. And I'm not saying it would be a better life, but it. Well, do you know a lot of people less. in there's our age group stuff. have just given up on the American so-called dream, and they just live in a van and they homeschool yeah. and they just wander around kind of aimlessly. And then because of is the that internet, the new American dream. It sort of is. They call it van living or um, <laughs> van life. Well, it's that you can because of the internet, you can make a living, a passive income, just by selling your content, which is what they We're do. We're trying to do. Well, all of us are, and and experiences, and then um, yeah. they don't have to play into that. You need a house with a picket fence. You need because honestly, anybody under forty, I'd like to see how you could afford a house unless you got a six-figure coding job or something yeah. i a yeah, lot what of what do we do it used to be easier to learn skills and trades too those skills themselves were more simple back then too everything like since the 50s do you know how many safety codes have been invented do you know oh, how many man. like procedures have been invented new tools and power tools machines to operate the the protocols for even running those businesses everything has gotten so much more complex that you need more workers to do each individual task well that's just like crypto that's what i'm saying is like it's complicated it's more complex but we get paid less pretty much and that unfortunately humans have found workarounds for like i was talking about mm -hmm. but that's why we've i think that's why we're pushing for automation well because they can automation oh. can do the hard work and then you can be free to do you yeah. know and then there's that whole school of thought that too much leisure time is not good either so i think that there's a reason why you know passive activities keep a populace sedated in a sense like mm -hmm. if you have unending streaming look at all these choices we have now that's another thing i'm overwhelmed with i'm overwhelmed with choice right well now, no. that's a complete luxury that i don't even need to worry i don't need to be complaining about no nope. i can't figure out what to watch on netflix because there's too many things to watch and then you have the other streaming channels well this thing about that there's sheer volume yeah. of choices but I, I think we have overwhelmed fatigue i do have to think about that in terms of marketing the podcast because we're in this like pool of other podcasts that's in a larger pool of digital media audio based and then it's in a larger pool of digital media video and audio just digital media in general there's so much of it and people's time is so limited not only is people's time on earth limited our leisure time is limited yes it is and it has to be allocated to whatever so it's like the, also you and i are naturally from a marketing don't standpoint pander to people yeah and i don't want to i don't want to be toxic pandering. about our, our marketing gross. either yeah so from a marketing perspective it's a headache so I'm not even complaining about just my leisure time and how hard that is. That's it's, a first world problem. It's not a big deal. It's trying to I'll figure live. out the puzzle. I could just throw my TV away and I'll still live and be fine. But like just from a marketing perspective, it's a nightmare. Well, like on my blog yeah. that I have, I have quite a few followers now. And honestly, my it all grew organically and it's because I grew relationships with people. And I like true... What is that? Authentic relationships with people. I feel like that's part of a building a brand that is being left out with all of this... SEO and all of the just noise that is required with building a brand nowadays. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to follow this like formula that somebody has developed to do it fast. And it's like, nah, I don't think so. I'm not going to do that. I just, and, and I, that, don't, I don't like that stuff. That goes back to what I was just saying about how every aspect of everything is now more complex. It is infinitely. Oh yeah, I know. I had to work on a website back in the WordPress 50s, yesterday. Let's say back Blah. in like the forties and fifties, if you wanted to start a fucking business, you just registered the business and just did it. Right? Yeah, got yourself a little. There was a lot less like carbon copy of pad of some receipts, and mm -hmm. off you went. Yeah, as long as you paid your taxes, you know you're okay. You now didn't like hurt anybody and kill anybody. Infinitely more complex. There's so much more involved in starting the most simple of businesses. Yeah, 
Well, and then nothing is simple. And maybe, you know what? They say keep it simple, right? Kiss. Yeah, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, and the <laughs> problem is, is how do you keep something simple? You and I get headaches trying to figure out how to break things down into, like, doable chunks. And I'm reading yeah. a, I'm actually reading a book right now written by a lady that started out as a hairdresser and has sold multiple multi-million dollar companies. And she was talking about the more precise your plan is, and you have to do that by understanding who you are. Mm -hmm. And then the more precise and detailed your business plan is, the more I... And then starting from the end instead of the beginning. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Nobody it, used to do that. I've talked to a lot of people who own businesses, like, who have... I've talked to a lot of older people who started businesses quite a while back. Mm -hmm. And they said it never used to be like that. You didn't even have to have a business plan at all. You just had to have a dream and you fucking did it. Is it because there's more of us and now? And then if, if your dream worked out, hell yeah. But they didn't have to like have a 30-year fucking plan. And that plan had to be solid for the bank to give you any money at all. No, well, they had a they worked for a summer to save up enough money to like start a business. Which can that be done anymore? It's the same thing with the college degree. They, If they wanted a college degree, they just had to work for a summer and save you know, up and do it. I did read, though, humans innovate. Like I was reading about yeah. because of the pandemic, a lot of people are starting pop-up kitchens and food trucks and stuff, and they deliver to people like curbside, but they're bringing it to the people. And rest, because restaurants are failing, they've created this whole new industry. It's, it was over in Spokane. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Like this guy isn't caught, it wasn't no nonsense or something, and he was making non-pizza, and he just delivered it to people's house right out of his food truck. No, my friend did that. He... Uh... Uh, just made no-bake cheesecakes oh, yeah. to avoid yeah. the food handler's laws and the requirement for a commercial kitchen. Mm -hmm. And he would just deliver. It was uh, Spokane cheesecakes or something like that. I don't remember. I don't Is even know if he's still, still doing, doing it. Though? He might. Most I don't people... know. I haven't actually talked to that person in a while. I hope he's doing okay. If he ends up listening to this, shout out to Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. We want a cheesecake. Jamie and Becca's cheesecakes. I would buy one, but I don't know if you want to drive. Uh, they were delicious too. Oh. And so it was just a. Just a quality product, being good service. You delivered it to you wherever you were, you know. And not complicated. But it wasn't it was a restaurant. Yeah, and it was it was pretty innovative to dodge those food handlers' laws. And there was really not a good. There wasn't any way to get sick from eating them. Like he did follow. You still had to have a food handler's permit and follow those rules and. You know, but that goes back to personalization. But like you didn't have to, it, if you know the person, yeah, and they are authentic with who they are and what they do, you're gonna have some trust and faith in them. Yeah, right. But it was just creative on how he dodged the government over the government uh, the regulation that if you do a certain type of food you have to have a certain size kitchen with these certain appliances in it they have all these little regulations now and maybe there's a reason for that or whatever but it, either way it still makes it more complex doesn't it a lot of it's public safety a lot of it like a lot of public states is not a bad thing i'm not i'm no, not dissing on public safety a lot of states though have come up with cottage food laws like idaho has one where if you make what are considered safe goods you can find it on your panhandle health district site like yeah. cookies cakes things that don't require refrigeration you can make those in a home kitchen as long as yeah. your sales are below a certain amount of money a year and it's quite a bit they they a good example of that is when the legal pot stores open in washington this mm -hmm. was when i still lived in spokane so i got a good like view of this i was smoking pot back then so i visited a lot of them oh, and I've i followed i followed the industry store. a little bit i wanted to invest in it try to make some money because i knew it was going to be a big thing i did invest a little bit in that and it fucking flopped for some reason i still don't know why i'm trying to figure that out but anyway my point is um they started selling the marijuana edibles okay and it was all sorts of everything, brownies and cookies and cakes and all this stuff, right? This sounds like well, Wizard of Oz, sorry. <laughs> really soon after these pot stores opened, the uh, the state had to step in and go, you guys can't sell any per any perishable foods necessarily, nothing you have to cook. It's all like... It has to be non... Yeah, it has to be like... Non-perishable foods, like cookies, candies. Cookies, they barely get away with cookies, but like candies definitely... 
but they had they had to regulate for food safety reasons, not because of pot in it, just for food safety reasons. They had to regulate the types of food you could sell at these stores because these stores were not food markets necessarily. So that goes into do they didn't humans have, have to have some sort of oversight authority to be responsible? I so yeah, that's how it is set up. Isn't that sad? You have to follow these specific rules set by the government to be considered responsible you and care safe. more about making a profit yeah. than you do people's health because and, that's and basically because, what you're implying it is because people ruin it let's look back at when they were building all these skyscrapers in new york mm, have you guys true. seen we've all the seen history the, of that i hope we've all seen the pictures of skyscrapers being built where these people were up a hundred stories in the air on these just steel dangling. beams no fucking <laughs> harnesses right just, yeah they're just out there with the boots on Fall off. The hard hat. And the people... hard hat's not going to fucking stop your brain from splattering all over the ground when you hit the ground from 100 stories up, okay? And people yeah. did die when they were building the Hoover Dam, for That's example. That's what's going to just look up how many people died I can't in remember sucker. the number. I... It was a lot. Uh, it is a lot. I'm looking. And they never even extracted the bodies. So, no. like, these companies that were... These contract companies that were... These construction companies, they didn't care about their workers or they would have paid to provide them their safety materials. Now you have to. They have this organization called OSHA in America. OSHA. The Occupational Safety Hazard... Association. I don't fuck her. My dad exactly. knows all about, it. and there's also Imsha for. And right? Osha yeah. is dicks. Okay, but, but they're your... they're in a good way. They will destroy your business if you're not keeping your employees safe, and but that's a good thing. That's deaths. a very good thing. I feel like industrial deaths have gone down way a lot. Absolutely. So yeah, they're Osha is great. I, I I support Osha fully because you should feel safe to work for somebody. If you have to work for somebody, you should feel like. They should provide you the safety equipment. See, they should be I'm keeping you about. safe. The the quest for profit out is outweighing the whole care for others thing. And I feel uh -huh. like ethics is a huge thing. If you don't have ethics, ethics. in your business, yes. it's an ethics. Ninety six people died that, building the Hoover Dam. By the way, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Like I, I love that scene in Billy Madison at the end when oh. they're doing the decathlon. <laughs> yeah. And the topic he chose in the Jeopardy thing was like business ethics, right? Oh yeah. And this yeah. is a business guy. And he had to talk about business ethics, and he just, like, froze up because he didn't have any. And that was the whole point behind that scene, too, a little bit. Is it? And he was like, the ethics uh business. <laughs> uh, just keep saying it over and over again. You'll sound smart. Yeah. And the guy's like, everybody in the room is now stupider for having heard that sentence. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's so perfect. But my point is, it's like, it was a good, like, little satire on, like, there's a lot of businesses who don't have any ethics. They just want the profit. And that's where these regulatory... Amazon is another good one. This is where the regulatory authorities come yeah. from. Well, did so you... yeah. that's the whole... That's the double-edged sword of regulation. Is it came... Be... It arose because of abuses, but if people would just self-regulate, they wouldn't even need mm -hmm. those authorities because what happens mm -hmm. is regulation, when you have too much of it, is used by the people who pay to lobby and own our government yeah. people to abuse and keep your profit and... Or what is it? Uh, competition from arising. Yeah, and that, that to keep their market share. That's a. I had to bring that up. I was about okay. to talk about that with oh. OSHA specifically. Yes, continue. Um, like OSHA has been known to be bribed every once in a while. Not the not the organization Individual OSHA, people. but the inspectors that come in because humans are fallible. I I I shouldn't say this. I signed a non disclosure agreement. Let's make an example, a hypothetical, hypothetical. so that I don't get in trouble for a non disclosure agreement. Ooh. You're running an operation that produces something, right? Okay. Let's say you might be cutting a couple corners on safety. To Nobody's more, been hurt yet, but you're kind of just not not profit. quite following the exact OSHA regulations that you're required to follow. Mm -hmm. The inspector comes in, right? Yeah. Vice president of the company is like, oh, hey, you know, I've, I've dealt with you a few times before. Let's go out to lunch. Oh, the chicken fettuccine. I'm going to buy you a, I'm going to buy you a five-star lunch. We're going to discuss the issues that, you know, you, you might have saw in our business because we're not – 
up to code necessarily, right? We're going to discuss that, and then I'm going to hand you a check. Let's uh, call it a. Uh, this is this is for Christmas presents for your family. How's your wife doing, by the I way? Feel like they form this good old boys club. Mm-hmm. All these big business owners and these regulators. Mm-hmm. There's a, they they form this good old boys club. Because they have the resources to do, to feed into human nature, which mm-hmm. is all of buying the, your children Christmas presents for free. You didn't do anything, but you know maybe turn a blind eye. I looked the other way for Cajun chicken yeah, fettuccine. I, I, yeah, I, I investigated this business. I didn't see any problems. They seem to be safe. They're following all the codes because all they do is they have this like clipboard oh, yeah. and a checklist, and as long as you can you know make sure those boxes get filled in the right way. You're golden. Whether you follow it or not, you just got to make sure those check boxes are filled. So, it's just a piece of paper. Right. OSHA doesn't, like, dig too deep. They just see – they just file the paper because they have a guy who's paid to just file the paper. It's it's the meme you've seen where it's, like, an in-basket and an out-basket and the guy's just stamping. And that's all he does all day, 9 to 5. And that's all he doesn't. That guy doesn't look into so it. Like he just other, sees the checkboxes, puts it in the right file. So, like any other it. human endeavor, it arose out of good intentions, but it's corrupted because it can we, be corrupted. Absolutely, well, not in every scenario, obviously. No, but and and we're not even saying it's not a good thing. But it's that's part of that universal problem, Brady, that we've been talking about with crypto, with finance, with all of these things. It's mm-hmm. the universal dilemma: Why do we exist? Why do we do what we do? And then, no matter what we do, it becomes corrupted because people care about their own selves more than others. Mm-hmm. And then, at the end of the day, we all die. And then we. All that. But that sounds so nihilistic in a way to me. It's like I, I have nihilistic line. tendencies. I know, but I'm, I'm not a full a, nihilist. But I have thoughts. I have some Pollyanna tendencies, but I will admit that I'm becoming tired. And it's because when you have Pollyanna tendencies, you tend to take care of and nurture people. And you know what? Nurturing takes a toll on you. Uh huh. When you're feeling everybody's feelings and you're constantly dancing around, like absorbing it all, at some point you're like just caring in general. I just wanted to exhausting. stop. Like yeah. I, like I told you the other day, I'm going through this phase right now where I just kind of want to just hide in the corner and not be required anything required of me. I'm exhausted, and that's because my children are teenagers now. And for well, and also I took care of eight girls. Oh. I, d- I wasn't going to have children just because of the sheer volume of g- girls I took care of for a long time <laughs> in my teenage years. And then I took yeah. care of foster kids, and then I had my own kids. So realistically, since I was 10, I have not had a break from taking care of other humans. Yeah. And I'm kind of tired. I think I need a sabbatical. Absolutely. I would I would recommend it. Because I, you did, you made those choices. I did, and I'm not, and don't get me and wrong. And they people. might have brought something to your life that you never would have had, and that's good. And also, don't get but me wrong. But you also do, you do have to self-care. Well, yeah, you, and no I had to learn how to do that. I learned that There's this no last decade self-care. of my life. And I guess I'm not complaining about it. I'm just being honest that yeah. I'm tired. Well, that's that key, honesty. I know. We all need to also be honest to ourselves more than honest to other people. Yes. It's way more important to be honest to yourself. If you're not honest to yourself, you're inherently going to lie to others. And you will not be your best self to help others other people if you don't take care of yourself yeah. i don't care who you are if you... self-care is so important i i mean i'm guilty i don't self-care all the time. i'm terrible um i'm better than i used to be and hopefully this doesn't disgust anybody like i took a shower this morning and it was the first shower i've taken in in, a, in quite a few days because it's just it's time is so limited well, and I also, to, when you have to, a baby, you've got to make take sure the, the children, baby in with you yeah, or I have he's to, napping. I have to make sure the children are showered. I have to make sure the dishes are done. And sometimes I run out of hot water and I have to go to bed. And I don't know. There's a lot of the... I can... I could Whatever. I can make excuses all day. My excuse is I just didn't want to spend the time to take showers for days. But I did this morning and I feel great. But that was my little bastion of self-care that I took today. But I don't always do it. But that's cool that you did. And I yeah. think, you know, that's... You need to make time to take care of yourself. And I think it's something you have to get perspective on 
and learn. Like some people yeah. don't take care of anybody at all and they have to learn how to care for others. I think people that are natural caregivers have to learn how to take care of themselves. What did they say? Love thyself before you're even capable of loving anybody else? Pretty because much. if you don't know how to love yourself, then do you really know what love is? I don't think you do. And you just replace love with care, period. Just Well, you, you don't love something unless you're willing to put care and so, effort towards it. Do you, if you don't learn to take care of yourself, there's no way you can really efficiently take care of other people. Even if you refuse to take care of yourself, you need to at least know how. Well, and then, like, take, we talk take about some children. Steps. They leave. Like, people, you know, yours are small right now, but mine uh -huh. are getting, they're sophomore and an eighth grader. They're going to leave. And so, Someday. If you well, if you don't know how to enjoy your own company or your, your company mm -hmm. and your spouse's company, if you have one, or just your own company, if you don't know how to have an identity beyond the caregiving that you do your children and work and stuff, you're going to be a miserable person when they leave. I actually know a lot of people that they drive their entire identity and live their whole life through their kids. Yeah. They're not doing well right now. I bet because their kids left. Yeah. Kids leave. They're probably tripping. They're, they're always going to be part of your life, but they, yeah. they do go. It still really kind of boils down to that whole, that word identity. It really does. There's so much ingrained in people's identity. We've, as humans, we've created this, like, maybe it's an overinflated importance on identity. Too? In, in a weird do we have way. to have? I mean, yeah, I guess we do have to have identity. But I'm just I'm asking the questions. I'm not saying one thing or the other. All I'm doing is asking. You're talking about having a concrete yeah. identity. When like, I when I'm I ask, and I'm a plumber. When I ask, do we have to have an identity? I'm not saying you... I'm not implying or inferring that we shouldn't have an identity. I'm just asking. Is it necessary? So I can to understand make it through the concept timeline. Yes. The fourth dimension, as we talked about last week. The fourth last dimension, week? yeah. You know, I had learned something the other day. My friend, my whole life, I've been a little bit good at a lot of things, and I find. Because at my core, I just want to learn stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of almost ashamed of that. And I never took any risk. And we've talked about this before. And then that one friend of mine said I was a generalist. That that's, and oh, there's yeah, that's a literal a term for that. A generalist is someone who is a little good at a lot of things. And they're actually kind of cool to have around. But that mm -hmm. is what I want to be with my life. And I don't think I should have to apologize now, for it. That may... This is going to be a little bit of a tangent, I think. But tangent that, away. The, the fact that you just put an ism or an ist onto that. That we were just talking about identity, so this is perfect. Yes, I didn't you have that. one. Yeah, um, you didn't have one. Inherently, you are the way you are, right? Mm -hmm. But if you start associating with an ism or an ist, whether yeah. that is what you are or not, you're still gonna is is. Are you boxing yourself into an identity? Are you creating this identity? Well, that that's what need I love about generalists. Or you just, can just do all or the can things. you just accept that you are who you are without actually with naming labels. it, without labeling it? I, don't I feel know. Like labels. Labels I hate aren't always labels good. in a way. Well, I just talking about there's never a term for what I was. Yeah. Like I couldn't really figure out. I thought there was something wrong with me Does for a long time be, because though? people were putting pressure on me. Like yeah, you might, my whole might life, you should be a doctor. You should do this or you should do that because you're smart. And it's like, well, but I don't really want to. And I would yeah. do stuff to please people. You do want to know a little bit about the how doctors. What well, like last Saturday because I had an stuff, obsession but... with reading doctoral theses on virology <laughs> when I was 16 year old. That I had a cool conversation with a pathologist about gross dissection. Yeah. So I like, but you're not a pathologist. You just are interested in, and I don't have the of arrogance of it. I'm not some armchair Googleite that thinks yeah. I know everything about everything. Yeah, I just please don't take us stuff. as that, by the way. No, we're just talking about. We're things. just asking questions and talking. And I feel like shit. humility is one of the most important yeah. things a human can have. I I'm don't not, know. I'm everything. not trying to. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody how to live their life, and I can't no. even tell myself how to live my fucking life because I just take it day by day sometimes. Well, and that's but, what I got excited about. We're talking about identity and the journalist. Yeah, I just yeah. like to talk it's to interesting to people it's who have interesting things because the world you'll never learn it all but you can sure as heck try uh-huh right i mean yeah i'm always looking for answers no one will ever like know you everything. you know you said you're looking for so the big. ultimate answer why i mean that really you're wondering why it even it's functions. hard to accept that i'll never have that answer you might but you also i feel like it's necessary to at least ask the question 
At least because then it gives you the it opens up a pathway to explore and you might start at least getting pieces of the answer and that might apply to your life and give you a different perspective. You're also not afraid of your own insignificance. No, I'm I already accepted that a long time ago. I think mushrooms did that to me. <laughs> when I you, like when you take psilocybin mushrooms, people? Never done that. I'm not going to sit here and say you need to take psilocybin mushrooms, but I will say that when if and when you decide to try psilocybin mushrooms, it is a wonderful experience. It gives you this perspective of insignificance. Okay. You, it separates you a little bit from your ego as a human and just grounds you as a fucking meat sack on a spinning ball around a sun. Okay. And I, I bring that up a lot because that's essentially, if you really boil it down, well, that's what we are. Well, and can you not, don't you think a type, a place of balance and peace is to understand and accept your in insignificance as a whole, but and then mortality. also realize that you are also significant and that you are the only one of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a balance, a yin and yang sort of thing. It's like you are special in the sense that no other it's combination. Relative. It is. There's no other combination that's going to be you. We were talking about that with the, like using the computer. We're all going to yeah. use it in a different key in a sense. But then at the same time, you're insignificant in the whole of things. Yeah. But you also need to be part of it but to function. Just, just like time and size and all that, it's, it's relative. relative. Yeah. It has to be compared to something to be understood. Yeah. Um, so my I might be significant in relative terms to my children mm -hmm. and their survival. But in relative terms to the entirety of the universe, I'm fucking tiny, little insignificant bag you're, of bones you're on the planet. You're a subatomic particle. Yeah. And just like my size is relative, I'm relatively large to an ant, but relatively tiny to the sun. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of just one of those things. It's, right? Subjective, yeah. Yeah, it's... But it all... The constant... In that relativity is I. Well, and also and thus we are the, I the show. The, the conglomeration <laughs> that makes up you, I the show that makes up your biochemicals is unique throughout the entire expanse of creation, or, or not even I'm mean, not even say creation if that bugs you, but do you know what I'm talking about the yeah. universe? Yeah, you, you so can say created because circumstances created us. If you don't, if you don't believe a god created us, circumstances generally created us. Well, it's that's what I mean. Kind of what it is. I mean, yeah. we were created. Whether no matter how you want to look at it, even whether, that term is relative, but like. Whether Essentially, we exist. Or we, we came to be. So, no matter what, you can say we were created one way or the other. And that's what I mean. So, there is a uniqueness there. I just think it's been blown out of proportion by marketing and. Uh, yeah. What is it? The mommies that want everybody to have their trophy and feel special. It's like <laughs> parents should make their children feel special, but also prepare them for the whole world out yeah. there trying to not make. They shouldn't them, yeah. make them feel like they need to be more special than everybody else. Because I mean, I think there's a there's a limit on. Specialty. Yes. Is it, isn't it? Maybe I'm wrong, but like, it just seems like you can only be so special because it's relative. I think your awareness of your insignificance yeah. is important. But we all need to realize that nobody's ever going to be as special as the sun because we wouldn't even be here without it. Well, it's it's the, one of the most special things. Our particular sun is responsible for us existing. Therefore, I believe it's one of the most special things out there. My I'm not saying worship it. There are people who worship the sun, and maybe that's not a bad thing. It's not like it's. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think you're gonna get any return from that. If you want to spend your time doing that, cool. But it, you should recognize how important and special the sun is. I just. But compared to like you and I, like we're nothing. I just thought of the sun. We wouldn't as even a be here without machine. it. Sorry. As a vending machine. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had to pay for? Oh man, that's a great hypothetical. <laughs> In my mind, I just imagine like a, a dystopian world where you know, like somehow they've managed to like 
take control of <laughs> take control of UV rays, and you had to like pay a tax for the sun. Either fuck, that's gonna happen, isn't no, it? No, they're trying to monetize. I'm everything. sorry, isn't that gonna happen? Probably. When are we gonna be taxed for the oxygen we breathe because somebody claims an ownership over it because they filtered it or Maybe something? Maybe that's part of the new green deal. Yeah. It's, in the, it's in uh, the fine yeah, print. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's in they're, the fine print. We own the earth. Now you have to pay a tax for like living on it because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it clean. I don't know. That some government has the audacity. Okay, and somebody it's talked about that the other day either. on the internet that it's not the person taking the five minute shower that's polluting the earth. Really, it's these, it's the massive, you know, it's mm. the whole of it. So I, I don't, I'm not, I'm the big not, picture. It's, it's two billion people taking a five minute yeah, shower. That's really, it's going to be And then it's the toll. company that's using arsenic to, you know, arsenic. extract gold yeah. on a massive scale. But then again, we all use the gold <laughs> in the, the products. Gold. We need the gold. So it's like, how are we going to do this? I See, think this is the balance. Until we take uh, responsibility as a whole. Yeah. I, and you can't do that by yeah. reducing someone's living standards. Or, we got to find a way around it. Here, here's an idea, hmm. okay? And I'm sure this has been thought about or even, like, contemplated at least. Okay. Uh, we keep going at our rate that we're going as far as consumption and production. Okay. And just let the planet die and just die with it. It's again, at the end of the day, we're all going to die anyway, so oh, why so not just focus on now? Do we have to think about our future generations? No, we have an inclination to because of our DNA and that and its and its urge to reproduce. But do we have to think about the future? Well, there are people- we can just straight up ruin the planet now and live in lavish like luxury and be completely comfortable and happy and have everything and- right now. And then kill the planet. And let the planet die in a very short amount of time because of it. And that's that. Are you? Thinking- that's my whole question of why. Because again, was it matter? We could do that, and that's the thing we can do. We have the ability. Are you thinking that's not selfish? I'm you not know saying it's we should do this. Anyways, yeah, but is by that the way, what you're saying. By the way, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying we should do this. I'm just saying at this rate we're going now, it eventually will happen slowly. So well, if, we could speed it up and all have this wonderful life where we all have everything we ever dreamed of, and consume, 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 and just let the planet die. And does it really matter? Like. At the end of the day, we'll be dead and won't feel that guilt, right? Well, I think that's the whole point of either show is you and I are thinking about things from multiple different perspectives. You have to. Because at some point, humans, Oops. if you keep thinking, you're going to find somewhat of a solution to your conundrums, right? Uh-huh. We have found solutions to all, like, we fixed the hole in the ozone la- layer, right? So, I mean. Yeah, we, me and you, we did. We no. did, yeah. <laughs> I are single-handedly, we quit using Aquanet. Yeah. We have an addiction. <laughs> and that is how the layer yeah. got fixed. I, I personally, um. You personally? Spent, I, I spent countless hours making ozone in my basement, oh. despite the government regulations oh. against it. And I flew up into the atmosphere in a weather balloon. Oh, I thought and, you were going to uh, By the that. way, all those UFO sightings, that was just me patching the holes in the ozone layer. Just oh. Everybody should praise me. I thought you were going to talk about Sophia. You oh, praise me. Oh, speaking of, no, I'm, just I'm very... Are you excited about what NASA's <laughs> going to talk about on Monday? That big the moon? thing? Yeah, like guys, there's a surprise on the backside guys. of the moon or something. Like, well, I, I can't even handle it. They're teasing us right now. Clickbaiters. Okay? Clickbaiters. They're huh. like, they're it's like, like we magic. know that. Okay, NASA knows something. They, they do. They they're compiling their data in order to give us a way to digest it, right? Yeah. They said something amazing happened with the moon. They found something out. And they're gonna and, announce it Monday. And they haven't told us yet. Tomorrow's Monday. I have to wait all weekend for this. As of recording it, it is Sunday. Tomorrow is Monday when they announce this. I'm excited because I think the moon's really made of cheese. <gasps> I and they found out that a. It's the best cheese anyone's ever tasted. And B, they can now mine the cheese and start selling overpriced cheese for your spaghetti. And C, when you sprinkle it on, it'll give you an inner glow. Mm-hmm. We talked about this because radioactivity. And that might, that might solve global warming because if we all glue, glowed, glue, glued, if we all glued, 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 gl
bioluminescent from eating the moon cheese, yeah. we would not use <laughs> as much electricity. And uh, I don't know. I'm just going don't on with it. Don't eat the moon cheese. I just want to think <laughs> of the conspiracy theory. I want to talk about the conspiracy theorists. Like, you know, the <laughs> anti-vaxxers the or the anti-moon cheesers? Yes. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Yeah, don't eat the moon cheese. Tony, Alex Jones, it's, we know you do a whole show on it. It's turning the freaking birds gay. Oh, those poor. I thought birds were drones. Ladies and gentlemen, the globalists. The globalists. They found the cheese on the moon. We have the documents. God, but what is it? What is the yeah. thing, the exciting announcement about the moon? The is, moon is, cheese is, is, is made by communists. The communist moon the cheese. The communists made the moon cheese around the first year Earth existed. And you it, can and only <laughs> buy it at Dollar Tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we can't let them give out the moon cheese for free. We have to, we have to. We have to think about this. Maybe we sell it to Mars. I want to lead the campaign to yeah. monopolize yeah. the moon cheese. Maybe we just use it to feed the guys we send up to Mars. Do you think it's moon cheese? I, I want it to be... Or is it guys, we're, we're going to eat all the moon cheese. It's going to disappear. God, the globalists want it. us to, keep, to eat the moon. This is perfect. The globalists want us to eat the moon. I have the documents right here. When the moon's gone, they, they can take control because they're going to be the ones that provide the light at night. And then we have to pay them. And we're, we're under their direct control. It's the communists, ladies and gentlemen, the Russians and the globalists. They're it's, working together. It's Obama. I have the documents. Huffington Post. Headline right now. Little, moon made of cheese. I'm a little scared by how uh, much you world hunger, that. World hunger solved. Moon made of cheese. But the chief, uh, I have projections right here, ladies and gentlemen. The documents say that uh, Do you have a PowerPoint? at this rate we're going to eat the moon in, in 15 years, and uh, after that, uh, the communists they're going to take control of the light source at night and the gravity. They have see they have these intergalactic gravity pools. They <gasps> they pull it together with the with the eighth dimension. They figured out how to fold at CERN, ladies and gentlemen, which is uh, by the way controlled by the Catholic Church. I have the documents. We've reported this before on Infowars.com. Ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to eat the moon and the gravity pools and, and uh, 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 the frogs are gay. Is that when the asteroid actually hits us is when we eat the whole moon? I'm just curious. I just got a question there. You've really well thought that out there. <laughs> See, ladies and gentlemen, what's going to happen okay, once we eat the know. moon? They're going to pull this artificial gravity pool from the eighth dimension over. Okay. From, from, uh, from CERN, from right? From Nebula Articuli 4. Okay, we figured it out. CERN did it. Grab the documents right here. If you want to see it, Infowars.com. Now, uh, what's going to happen is that's that gravity is not formatable with the Earth's gravity. Formatable? Is it like it's a gonna, hard drive? Yeah, it's, it's been proven. <laughs> it's going to suck Saturn's moon into the gravitational pull. And it's going to literally rip all of the Christian lives from the planet. It's, been, it's said it in the Bible. We have the documents right here. So when we eat the moon, major scholars, Major scholars. Major okay. scholars. CNN's reported on this. Trump said it last week in an interview. <laughs> Major scholars have done the calculations, and it's it's directly targeted N Nibiru and the planet nine, and Nibiru. it's gonna suck all of you God fearing Americans off the planet, and it's we're just gonna be left with this satanic hole, and then it's revelations, ladies and gentlemen. Alex, how do you prevent this? And we're gonna we're gonna do an interview after this break with the top scholar who says this, and. Uh, during the break, I just want you to consider the only way to weigh yourself down enough to combat the the pool of gravity from the eighth dimension is take the Infowars.com colloidal silver. I take it every day. Okay. Combine it with the iodine. Always the iodine. And I think I'm I think I'm gonna be stuck to the planet. That'll negate but the moon cheese effect. If we all if we all do this, that'll negate the moon cheese gravity effect that the communists are trying to impose. The moon cheese god brain stuff. 
I'm sorry, Alex Jones. I had to do that. We love you. Negate the moon cheese effect. That's a new hash- hashtag. So I think we might have to wrap this up. I don't want to. That was I'm great. So no, straight up. I've, the, there's a major discovery about the moon. I can't wait to see what it I is. Can't I don't either. think it's actually cheese, but we never know. I don't know. Now we got to negate the moon cheese effect. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited Eat, about Buy the colonial this. silver. Okay. Oh, God. Iodine and supplements. I want those moon okay. boots. To- total Man X supplements to make you more vigor. And <laughs> now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> now a word from our sponsor. I still don't want to end this, though. I'm okay. not quite... Okay, we're, continue. Um, I just was amused. I mean, how do you top your Alex Jones impression, though? You can't. I, I mean, what do we... We started in crypto land, <laughs> and then we went to money, and then we went to a little bit of nihilism, and what's our purpose here? Yeah. And now we've nihil... What is it? Alex Jones. So to recap... We were going to talk about something specific today, and we didn't once again. That's the well, whole point of our show. we started with, what kind of... We kind of did. It led into the bigger questions about life because of cryptocurrency. What doesn't everything... I think it Maybe does. That's and my that's brain. the point of our show, is everything yeah. leads to the bigger questions about life, right? Yeah. I mean, we are a religion now, the Church of Hypothesism. Yes. Yes, which is for inquiring people. It's, again, we're ask questions. Yeah. Form hypotheses. You don't have to ever answer don't be afraid of being challenged. But again, if you ask it's these questions, a, it, yeah. it, it creates this pathway. God, I'm sounding like Tim Robbins a little bit. It's okay. But it creates this pathway in your mind to explore, you know, the avenues to the answers. And whether you know or not you get the answer, you get a perspective from it. And, and That's me, what we're selling. I'm here. on a crusade to end ad hominem attacks against people for just asking questions or having opinions. Yeah. I would like to, you know, the other day I kerfluffled my child who tried to tell me something and he told me, he ended tried to end the argument by flattering me and saying, you should be a lawyer. And I said, don't do that. That's not going to work. So <laughs> yeah. my point is, is it's like, I see this all the time now. You have an opinion and the opinion scares someone because it makes them think or maybe it just scares them because they're dork and then and then ad hominem attack well you're just an idiot or you're a communist or you're a leftist or you're a liberal or you're a conservative idiot or you love donald trump and it's like okay (laughs) those are all attacks against me but they're not attacking my argument and i want i I want our show to be that is something that's been happening i've noticed nobody argues anymore about the subject matter we all it just starts to turn into this personal attack like, I don't know. The fight or flight kicks in and you just, I don't know. Monkey throw poo? Monkey, monkey throw, poo. throw poo. Monkey throw poo. Me no like you, monkey throw poo. Monkey throw poo. Monkey throw well, poo. and that's just it. It's like these questions we ask, we couldn't ask them in some circle, a lot of circles, because you'd be, well, you hate God, you hate Christians, you hate leftists, you hate yeah. pagans. And it's Here like, I, I don't hate anybody. Here I am questioning creation. And the very, yeah. uh, the very art of questioning creation means that you do not have faith that God created the universe, right? The Judeo-Christian God, the Abrahamic God, whatever. Um, so now all of a sudden, you know, if you were to present that fact in that manner to like the Catholic Church or the Christians, they'd most of them would just be like, he hates God, obviously. Hates and then Christians. they'd have to discredit your credibility yeah. and your uh, entire personhood I'm, because you're a threat Yeah, all somehow. of a sudden I'm discredited. And that's happening everywhere right now. Yeah. It's like you couldn't like a specific thing that Biden or Trump did right now in America because yeah. you'd be branded yeah. something. And it's like, I hate if, that so much. If you like one single thing that Trump did, a lot of people will just automatically attack Orange you and bad. say, you hate Biden then, obviously. It's like, no, well, I didn't say that. America. What I said was, I like this one thing Trump did. I'll sit here and condemn others. I like some things Biden says, like switching the entire government fleet over to electric vehicles. Kind of cool. Though there's some aspects of that I'm curious about because we all know mining lithium still requires oil. To be burnt, and also it's. I, I, we should planet. limit. We definitely always. We should always limit 
the amount of hydrocarbons we're burning into the atmosphere. It's probably not good, but it's it's still required. It's we're never gonna. I think I think we'll never get completely off the teat of oil, mm. not for a long, long time. I maybe we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm, I have faith. Maybe the moon thing. Maybe the fucking moon cheese. The moon maybe cheese. we can burn the moon cheese. I want it. I can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah. I just want it to be tomorrow. But like, I want to know. I, I I like some things that Biden does, and I like some things that Trump does, and I hate other things that Biden does, and I hate other things that Trump does. But if I like one thing that Trump does, it does not mean I hate Biden. It does not mean I support Trump fully. Or, but that's the that's the thing that people are doing now is like. It's it's just really disgusting. It's gross. Like, and it's the same way with all yeah. things that we discuss. Just because you take a position. Also, it doesn't mean that my mind is close to evolving that position. Like, you're questioning yeah. the origins of the cosmos. If someone came along and prevented, presented you definitive proof that God created the Earth in this type of way... I'd be all on board. You'd be all on board. I'd have more questions, obviously, but I'd be on board. And what's wrong with questions? Like, when nothing. did that become negative? Like, that's, that's why we're starting the Church of Hypothesis, because there's nothing wrong with questions. Exactly. Everybody needs to question everything. You should always question everything, and you shouldn't be yeah. treated like burn the Salem witch because you have questions. And everybody also needs to stop marrying their beliefs, because they change as much as I change underwear. Well, they do. Which is a lot. To live is to be in a state of fluidity, right? I mean, you're, like, learning yeah, every that's... day. I learn stuff all the time. We're very fluid. Nothing's static. In my exactly. opinion, nothing. Everything's changed. Look, again, we were talking about what's changed in 100 years just with technology or money. Everything changes constantly. Um, we get new data constantly. We always find new ways of gathering data, which means we get more data or different data, and we form different conclusions all the time. Science is fluid. So you shouldn't even marry your scientific beliefs. Well, and we would hope our, our Say this is what we know as of now. Yeah, but don't be but, married to your opinion. But your we're open to more data. Not derived from it. It's like yeah. my goal for any parishioner of the Church of Hypothesism is to ask questions, challenge things, keep on guessing, and we're okay with you where you're at. Yes. Like if you are a hardcore communist and you have belief in that system, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna hate you. But like, I do want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your hypothesis. And please, if you're gonna, that helps me form mine. You will also get some resistance from me if you want to purge me mm -hmm. for the collective. But on the flip side, I will totally listen to you all day because that's the whole point of discourse. Like, I want to know why you believe the way you believe. Yeah, it helps me to form my own perspectives. If I if I only stuck to my echo chambers, I would never progress. I would never yeah. learn more. I would never open my mind enough to 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 learn more things. Well, it's like this. I. I'm very skeptical on ghosts and, you and, are. and paranormal you things. Are. But I was the other night, I was like sitting there with my wife, and she hates how skeptical I am about this stuff because she really believes there's ghosts and stuff, and that's cool. And based on her experiences or her her hypothesis, that's cool. I You're, give her shit every once in a while. That's just what we do. When you we're do married. that to people you but love. Like, yeah. But at the same time, I'm very skeptical. But I turned on this channel on YouTube. It's this uh, Arabic guy who's over in Saudi Arabia and he explore he's an urban explorer. Oh, I love urban explorers. But there's a paranormal twist. He always seems to find these he he explores the jinn is what they call them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, I looked this up cuz I was like, what exactly is a jinn? Is it different than the jinns we kind of sort of have mythos about over here? And it's essentially just demons yeah. kind of thing yeah. and that's kind of how it is over here. It's just not as popular as ghosts. It's the same thing. Okay? But he explores these jinn and there's he he gets some real questionable footage and I'm like some of the stuff is like, I don't know how you would fake that, but I'm still in this zone of skepticism where I'm like, there's, there's got to be some trickery going on. You're like, doors opening, the way they're opening is like, I personally don't know how you would fake this, but I've seen so much fake shit that I have to take it with a grain of salt. That's called healthy skepticism. Yeah, but I'm not so close-minded as a skeptic that if I saw 
enough proof that I wouldn't believe. Some people are like that. Yeah. Some people are like, nah, that's a tree. When it's an actual ghost. When it's definitively you a ghost. You don't want your mind to be so static that you can't accept yeah. something new that you see yeah. without I'm writing still, it off. I'm still open-minded enough to where, like, if I had a paranormal experience, I might try to find ways to explain it, but I would honestly probably be like, okay, maybe ghosts are real, and that, that was well, we so talk- unexplainable that... It had to be real. I don't know. We just... talk about quantum a lot, and I've had some quantum. experiences in my life that cannot be explained by our current system of beliefs. And so I figured, well, it's just something we don't understand it's something yet. something quantum. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's, well, I feel yeah. like that's a good, what is that, label to stick on things. It's like yeah. it's beyond our current level of knowledge, but it doesn't mean it's not existent. Yeah. You know, people didn't know what about UFOs, and I'm reading that book right now that you UFOs. gave me the... That... I love the cave paintings yeah. of the, the supposed oh, UFOs. Yeah. Have you seen those? I've heard I've, of those? Yeah. Trips me out because, like, if UFOs exist, that means they, throughout humanity, we've seen them or something. I don't know. Maybe there's something else. It's not aliens or space. Maybe it's not a craft at all or something living out there, flying around with lights on. I don't know. Well, and you have to think about we have in our psyche in America, anyways. You have the psyche that has been embedded through media. What a UFO and the whole culture of aliens and all that is when it actually might be something completely different. Yeah. It you know you can't. And so you have to take out your biases and your uh, trains of thought and the way you perceive things Just, because of how you've been conditioned through things yeah. and then be open-minded enough to apply. And, and it's really hard, guys. Like, it's UFOs. not easy. I do. I like the whole idea. <laughs> I'm just not arrogant enough to say there's definitive answers yeah, to anything. I, That's a lot of it. Let's, let's say that there are unidentified flying objects, okay? Because we don't even know if any of those are real sightings. Let's just say. It could just be people full of shit. I'm being skeptical again. He's doing his healthy skeptic. But like, good for you. let's say, okay, let's hypothetically, for sure, there are craft out there. We don't know what they are. We, you know. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say, without any proof at all, it's aliens. I'm going to say, based on the numbers, it could be aliens because there are fucking bajillions of planets out there in the universe. And bajillions of stars and all sorts of different it could be anything but it also could be maybe the russians have a, a secret aircraft program that we don't know about it's we can't we can't know everything about every other country no matter how much espionage we do you're saying it's unexplained yeah. phenomena the, the more espionage we use mm-hmm. the more defenses against that they're going to have so they could have secrets right it could be russia china north korea whatever there could be another country on earth that has these craft we've just never seen with a propulsion system we've never don't ufologists believe and explain our huge technological jumps because of tech that we've discovered since yeah there's things. this and we're sorry got on the alien rap we're yeah. almost done here but we got to talk about that because you brought it up i did i'm, I can't, I'm very interested brain, in this subject because it's fascinating went there. It's gonna... I, I found it fascinating that there are so many supposed sightings yes so many people claim to have seen ufos just like so many people claim to see ghosts Okay. Yeah, not saying either of them are real or not real. I just don't have enough proof to say otherwise. I'm there's agnostic lot, again. Again, I'm agnostic to it. There's a lot of chatter for it to be like, fake. Like people experience something. But like with the UFOs, like it's just crazy how many there are. I'm very fascinating in this. You're talking about the sheer volume. Well, the with sheer ghosts volume. too. Like you yeah. know, a lot of people are BS, like full crap. There's a lot of shows on the streaming services and YouTube. So people just like, like I said, unboxing dolls that might have been somewhere creepy, and they're uh-huh. they're so-called mediums. And and it's like I don't doubt for a second that that person is not experiencing something. I have to take them with the benefit of a doubt type scenario. But at the same time, the skeptic in me is like, is this just for entertainment? A lot of it is. No, absolutely. It's like there's a. <sighs> There's a certain amount of bullshit out there with everything. A snake oil salesman and all this other shit. You kind of have to weed through it it if you want any kind of answers to do that. So it's like, I don't know. How do you guys weed through it? That's what makes me a skeptic, though, because I have seen so much bullshit. 
That's just it. And, just to, and, and I would people like, like to attention. know our, our listeners, how do you guys weed yeah. through it? Do you even care? Like We talked about this a lot in the Bigfoot episode, the cryptozoology yeah, episode. Yeah, we did. Really recommend that one because it's fun. It is. Um, but like, <laughs> Bigfoot in the park. There are a lot of bullshitters out there who want to feel special. They want to feel part of the group who saw something. Or just let's say for money. Let's say one person's experience is completely legitimate and there are aliens and they don't know what the hell they saw, but it might be aliens, okay? There's other people out there who want to feel that attention that they're getting with their story and they make their own fucking story up. Humans are great at making up stories. So they add bullshit to the pool and then other people do the same thing and there's like this one genuine experience surrounded by a fucking ocean of bullshit and you have to so now it, all of yeah. it's bullshit because you don't know which one of this is the real story Ooh, conspiracy and time. it turns out a lot of the times the real one is like the one who seems like the most bullshit because all the other ones are so intricate in their stories because they're lying oh uh, i have a my my husband is like Full on, just encrypted land all the time. Dog man, <laughs> Bigfoot, all of which we talked about in crypto mm-hmm. episode. I have passively listened to more of that than, and I have <laughs> literally no interest in it. I don't know why. It's just not my thing. Yeah. But he he talks about there's this Canadian guy he listens to about the guy just list gives people a platform to talk about their experiences because of this. Like he just they send him letters and he reads them on his YouTube channel and he's like I'm not making judgments here. Kind of like Coast to Coast AM was. It's sort of like that, yeah. It's just the Canadian version. Specific to Bigfoot. We call it the Canadian Tom. Yeah. Well, and not just Bigfoot. Yeah, I think a lot of them. And they have all these theories about the government doesn't want them to be known because then we'd have to kill them or Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just but like he said, how do you weed through all the BS? Like there's how do you? Because it's not maybe we'll have an AI that can detect BS. Or um Hmm. get. Elon Musk's Neuralink, right? We'll be able to like literally tap into people's thoughts about stuff. We'll know where exactly where they're coming from when they're talking to us about this bullshit. We'll be like, literally, you have the, this is the biochemical attention, signature attention of someone who's bullshitting me. So, well, I would love to separate the attention-seeking stuff from the actual people trying to do discovery stuff because I want to learn all mm-hmm. the things. But I would I just, love to know. I just want to know. Yeah, we all just want to know. We just want to know. That's the I think that's of what it church. boils down yeah. to. Yeah. We just want to know. Yeah. It's a form of hypothesis to know because you can't find the answers until you like come to some kind of a like I believe this because this. And then you have and to, then you have to you go on the journey of proving yourself wrong and in proving yourself wrong you learn what's right. And then you get a theory right? at some point. Yes. Yeah. And your theory is That's not how science works. It's still a practice. You still have mm-hmm. to apply it. That's why we have medicine. That's why we have computers. Yeah. That's why we have money. That's why we because have everything. Somebody ha- somebody came up with a I believe this because this. Then they started picking that apart and going, well, maybe that's bullshit. Maybe this is true here. And we're going to move this over here and carry the one. Oh, I came up with this conclusion because this is the data I've gathered while I was trying to prove myself wrong. That's science. And then and now we have multiple generations yeah. of building on that. Mm-hmm. And we keep building on it. it. See, that's the other thing. They just discovered a new organ the other day. A new salivary I saw, I was so That was so cool when I saw that Blew headline. my mind. It, it's, only, it's fascinating because I thought we... Knew damn near everything, nah. at least at least every body part. Okay, I you thought would... we'd found every body part by now. But we have. There's been a lot of vivisectomies and and uh, vivisectomies. is that what it's called? <laughs> it's a vivisection. Vi- vivisect- <laughs> I like vivisection. <laughs> <laughs> you invented a whole new Vivi- world. What's the thing where you give an autopsy that's a, well, while that's they're a, living? An auto- oh, that's a vivisection. You, yeah, there's been a, a lot of vivisectomy. Yeah, vivisectomies. There's been a lot of like. Anyway, we've dissected a lot of humans. We have, I think, right over the years. Unethically so in the old days. Or is, yeah. anyth- is anything even real? Now, anyway, you can no. Do, yeah, so. we've, uh, <laughs> yeah, autopsies are usually done on the dead. Vivisections are <laughs> on the living. Yeah. <laughs> that's how open-minded I am. I don't even know if anything's real, but supposedly we've done a lot of autopsies over the but years right so you think you think we'd have discovered every single body part by now it's nope. thousands we've been here how long we've probably cut up in so many bodies 
They just found a new organ, but did they though? Well, this I is haven't the, seen the this organ. is my whole thing. I have a lot of respect for professionals in science careers because you have to go through a lot of work to get there. But Some at the same time, shit, I don't like the arrogance of it because what happens is you get so embroiled in your world and your arrogance and your ego that you don't keep your mind open to the fact that you can't possibly know everything, as evidenced yeah. by the new gland being discovered. It's yeah, like it's really cool that we discovered that though. What does it, it even do? Did it's you a salivary one? gland. It's it was hidden behind the sinuses. It's just another one. They don't know oh, yet. Cool. They just found it with a special type of scan that they use to find tumors oh it's fascinating the articles on that just type it in it's the covid gland ladies and gentlemen the covid gland it's probably it tapped into gone. the it tapped into the 5g signals that they just set up in the in the towers Alex. That, that the globalists pushed through i've uh, got the light we got the documents on uh how they pushed these 5g towers through but anyway uh the 5g broadcasts a signal to the covid gland and that's how you get the virus ladies and gentlemen i have the documents oh, i'm glad you know Alex. infowars.com <laughs> people that literally like and you know what we're not ragging too much in alex Brady i love alex jones i just love the i just love the you love his you, mental leaps you can, it's right the meme i love the meme yeah okay, i know you fun. do I, I love to listen to alex jones every once in a while because again I, you can hear the mainstream opinion all you want it's fun to go to like the fringe every it once really in a while is. You get, it's, it's, fun. Fun. it's fun I and do sometimes it. it's there's some truth nuggets in there every once in a while it's like oh wow i start every day alex with jones be, yeah. alex jones be lit right now be with lit. truth well, bomb well, like you just talked about with the UFO, he is the same thing. He's got this huge amount of noise around him, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean he's not right on occasion, right? A broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly. Yeah. And so, we're, so. yeah. And also, Alex Jones is a lot smarter than I think people give him credit for. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's even admitted he's playing a character. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he's crazy. Who knows? He has a show. It has a lot of listeners. And he's been right about a lot of things. His website been wrong is about a lot infinitely of things. entertaining. Everybody's right sometimes and wrong sometimes. It's just how he is. But it's entertaining regardless. I like I his character that he portrays. Do you think that's the it's whole purpose of me. human existence is to be entertained until we die? Seems like what clickbait's about. The way, the way technological progression has gone, it seems that way. Because so much of it is revolved around entertainment. They're trying to medicine. grab every little sliver of market share in your time right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Like, maybe this That's is the true. next epoch we're but going into. time is into. so limited. Can we get more time? Maybe the moon is hiding more time, ladies and gentlemen. Or it can slow or speed up time. Ooh. I'm thinking, okay, we will probably... I want to do a special moon episode. A clockwork I, moon. I, I got to know what this moon thing yeah. is. It's driving me crazy. It's the lunar time paradox. <laughs> set up by the globalist <laughs> to add more market share to the Netflix. If you drink all about the colonial silver, yeah. though, you will be spared. See, Disney Plus. <laughs> oh. Oh. They wanted to shut down Netflix. And oh. Netflix had to combat this because Disney Plus was getting so big. They did an interview on uh, uh, for Snopes. And, uh, for Snopes? <laughs> so, so Netflix, they, they, paid a, they paid CERN money and they figured out the moon uh, could, could add more market share to streaming platforms. And What if CERN opened a portal to the backside of the moon? It's on the backside of the moon. Alex, what do you think? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love doing Alex Jones impressions, and I haven't brought it out really till now. So no, I hope you guys get used to it because I might pull it out a lot. Uh, I like it's it. It's really fun for me to do that. My I, face is smiling me. a lot. <laughs> it hurts from laughing. <laughs> you can literally say anything in an Alex Jones voice, and it's fucking it great. It makes it sound amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just I can't wait to find out what's on the damn moon. It's driving. Well, what time is it? It's is like, there more gold? Is it made know. of gold? It's. They said it's a huge announcement. Like It's is super it, exciting discovery. Is there any speculation is the, um, on the internet? Is the uh, moon made of ash like of humans? Is it human ash? What what would, how would that is? get up there? Beats me. I don't know. Maybe they figured it out. 
uh, well, it's planet planet X. I don't I don't know. Well, wasn't there like the school the, of the thought dinosaurs. that the moon was actually used to be a part of our planet? Um. Yeah. The it's it's a very actually one of the mainstream theories on the Earth's this like is... progression to how it is now. It's like we were one planet, right? Mm-hmm. And something planet X, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of theories on what it was, but something planet sized. Mm-hmm fucking collided with this ball of lava that once was the earth okay and and that we're living on today and knocked a huge chunk off of it right yes some of it fused with the earth and some of it got knocked off this big ball of fucking lava snot yes and but it stayed in the gravitational pull of the earth of whatever was the earth was well you know and that became the moon it hardened and cooled off and you know the the moon has to have a ton of heavy metals Mm -hmm. on it to control the tides but but it basically it it knocked us into a different orbital path yes. that cooled down the lava, and that's it's history from there. History. Then now well, we're it says, here. It says NASA wants you to get excited about the moon, or more specifically about a mysterious new science result the agency plans to unveil at a news conference tomorrow, Monday, mm-hmm. at noon Eastern. That's 9 a.m. Hey, we're going to learn about it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we can tune in. Here's, there's a bunch of links like NASA Live, NASA.gov, YouTube. They have all of it. But But what is it? It's an exciting new discovery about the moon. That's a direct quote. Yeah. What, why, what, why do they tease us like that? What can it possibly God, be? Damn it, just tell us. Guys, it's 2020. I'm talking to you, whoever the fuck wrote this article. Mm-hmm. All of the news stations wrote this article. Well, they it's haven't kind of told a big them thing now. either. They just That's the thing. But don't tease us. It's 2020. Just send a tweet. I know. NASA. Just, I'm talking to NASA here or whatever. Whoever discovered it. Is it NASA? Yeah, that NASA. Has, well, the, has the info they they're holding back from this, us? They found it with Sophia, which is basically yeah. a jumbo jet that goes above the atmosphere. Okay? It's a telescope that's in a plane. Yes. And so it can see things differently. You know, It uses infrared technology. So, that, And so it's like, is there water on the moon that we didn't know about? Like, maybe. are there ice crystals and tunnels? We don't know. And it's that's the thing. Me. NASA, just send a fucking tweet out. Yeah, maybe we need to talk to NASA. Then the news will like, report it. Department. That's how it works in 2020. Oh, the Tony guy off of Ooh, Space I just Force. I clipped our mic pretty good there. That's okay. Space Force Tony, that Tony guy. F Tony? Yeah, he is the one that should be just tweeting this stuff out. If you guys haven't seen Netflix Space Force, God, it's comedy gold. Yeah. I love it. Great yeah. show. Um, Let's and, get and, more. Like Season two, come on, hurry up. And people are like, I hope this is not another nothing burger. Like, are they... A nothing burger? You, you kind of wonder... It could be. They've been known to do that. Everyone's well, like, we have this big news. And, and then, then they get on and they're like, uh, it turns out there's ice in space. Yeah. We, okay, like, okay, thanks. We knew that. Space is fucking cold, man. Yeah, somebody says the moon is hollow and aliens live there. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't, I can't take what it. What if it is? I don't know, man. That's a theory. Have you heard the theories that the moon is being projected into the sky with a giant oh, Project Blue Beam bullshit? There are so many. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Alex we don't actually have a moon. Alex is better. We don't have any explanation for why they would do this, but they're projecting the moon into the sky with a projector. Yeah, but Alex, why would they want to waste the resources to project something? Like Globalism. Oh, okay, but where are the documents? I can't believe we have the documents. The docu- oh, you Huffington do? Post oh. <laughs> reported. Ariana last week. Huffington has the, so, look, the documents. Huffington Post posted last week that they made a new uh, projector TV. How so that just shows that they've had the technology for you know, 45 years or so. And, um, uh, Alex, what about people that are actually <laughs> in space? Sorry, I don't know. So that's, where, yeah. that's where some of these theories fall apart. Like, why would do. they do that? Like the flat earth and the ice wall? Around oh, I the love flat earth. Fucking gonna have to do you an episode on that. But to touch on it, it briefly. Oh, faith, yeah. Faith. To touch on it briefly. Ladies and gentlemen, the earth is flat. And they have this ice wall. And it's being guarded by uh, the CIA, FBI, all the uh, alphabet soup. Okay. And uh, they don't want you to see what's on the. They don't want you to see the edge because, uh, see the over the edge. There's a time paradox that you fall into it, and you go back in time, and you can change it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Alex 
seems to know a lot. It's not, he doesn't even push flat Earth at all. I'm just, it's just fun to use the Alex. No, I know. No, I'm, for I'm talking to you right now, Alex. Alex, you seem to know a lot about this flat Earth thing. Have you been to the edge of the Earth? Yeah. He, he was on Joe Rogan, and, he, and Eddie Bravo was the other guest. He's this other. He's really deep into conspiracies, and okay. he believes a lot of them. I've never heard he, of he, he talks about flat Earth a lot. Eddie Bravo does. He's a uh, black belt. He's Joe Rogan's trainer. But he believes the Earth is flat. Or he believes. He, I think it? he believe. He talks about. It, he think he believes a little bit. He's probably one of those people that are kind of like he wants it to be real, so that everything is different than it is now. But anyway, my point is, he was on with Alex Jones and Joe Rogan. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> Alex Jones is like tearing into Eddie. He's like, you know what? I will. I will. I will fund. We'll make a documentary out of it for Infowars. I will fund. Uh, we'll get a boat and we'll go out to the edge of the earth where you can see, and you can take your iPhone out there and I'll film it. The edge of the earth. He's like, I'll personally pay for this, Eddie Bravo. You can st you can go to the fucking ice wall at the edge of the planet and, and film it with your iPhone. Well, and I'll, he kept going on about he's it. He's like, he's like, we'll make a documentary. Like, got it. Well, I got the money. How do how do the how do flat earthers explain away the multiple people that have circumnavigated the earth? Like, I, I just they know, doesn't they? they have, it's all fucking bullshit. They have a fucking cop out for everything. I feel like humans but the, do. But really, but where it breaks down is the why would yeah, anybody like, do that? Why would, why would the government? To? First of all. We don't have that many fucking people in the CIA to guard the ice wall around the, the entire flat earth. Second of all, needed. Oh my god. Second of all, yeah, how, how many people can really keep that secret? Third of all, what can. are they fucking hiding and why? They're sea monsters. Is it is it the moon cheese on the other side or? You know that moon cheese is going to be spectacular now. I just want to dip my fucking Doritos in it, man. I just want to put melt it down. Like Asiago, step aside. Shake and bake. Get out of here, fucking feta. <laughs> It's no longer. Well, that's, that's that moon cheese. That's what it's, it's all supreme about. It's moon cheese. I want to go to the fucking Yanni's Italian Bistro down the road. I and want I want to fucking have my moon fucking cheese. moon cheese ziti. I just want mm, my eyes to glow like a Fremen on Dune. <laughs> mm, Can we make that happen? Dune. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm feeling like the radioactivity and the moon cheese will do it. It's, it cures COVID. The moon. <laughs> we got to send everybody the moon. So we can it? all go. Yeah. No, you have to take your dose of moon no, cheese to get no, rid of No, actually, it turns out. They were exploring the moon, okay, right? Okay. I'm not even going to do the Alex Jones voice. No, let's just, this is so the fucking made up. Brady one. But the, the, it turns out they went to the moon, mm -hmm. and uh, somebody else had already set up a fucking McDonald's, so they're really pissed about it because, I mean... <gasps> it's already been corporatized? They didn't, they didn't even get permission from Mickey D's to do it. They just went up there and did it. No licensing No on the licensing, moon? so they're pissed. It's just this big intellectual property war on the moon now. Okay, I'm going to make a prediction. I think there's extremophiles on the moon. I feel like there might be some <laughs> microscope or water, but I feel like there could be some sort of bacteria living in some lava tube on the moon, and yeah. that would make NASA go bananas, right? Yeah. I just, But you know what? They looked at it with a microscope, so I kind of feel like water would be more accurate. Could be. I feel like they what discovered... Is it, what would it matter, though? I it's just... just like the life on Venus clickbait shit they'd pull out. When it's really just like, it's this thing, some kind of signature of something uh, yeah, of a bacteria. Yeah, but then Alex Jones will make a theory empire. about it, and then yeah. I get to listen to something cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, that's what I want really badly. I want the, I like the memes that come Alex from Jones. the discovery. Maybe we'll do some Alex Jones clips and then digress and discuss. Dredge and discuss? Dredge and discuss. Oh, yeah, we're going to. Dredge and digress. Our new, dredge and digress. I like that. Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah, dredge and digress. By the way, yeah. promo. We're going to plug. Woo! <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm too lazy to edit in sound effects. Okay, guys. I like making. I, I gotta go download them and then fucking Audacity is a nightmare. Come on, let's admit it. So I gotta fucking We're plug it in there. For you, Audacity. I love Audacity, but goddamn it, it's I'm lazy. Anyway, I don't have... promo. Promo. Beep, 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 beep. Promo. Beep, beep. Promo. Ho. Okay. Boop, boop. Um. 
we're going to start a new exclusive segment once we get our patron program launched. If you pay a dollar a month, you will have access to a section. It's not even a segment of the show. We're just, it's just going to be us. Thing. We're going to be going through news headlines and discussing them as we do on this show. But it'll be about current events and stuff. It'll it's be fun. It's going to be Dredge and Digest. I'm probably going to use. I'm really going to be using the Alex Jones voice there. I'm sure. Oh, and you're going to get full smartass, Katie, which has Fuck not yeah. been brought out oh, yet. Oh God, yeah. I have restrained myself. I promise you guys. If you it's like the, fun. if you like the podcast, you're going to fucking love. I think we're going to call it Dredge and Discuss. You guys just heard the naming of the sec- of the of the show. Well, it's only going to be a dollar a month. I mean, we we've seen so many patron things where it's just like we're gonna give we're gonna put your name on our youtube description or something we're gonna give you something for a dollar we're gonna give you we're lots putting, of things we're too. putting 20 30 minutes of our time and plus editing into just give us a dollar because we really need we want to we have huge plans detailed ones not just for the podcast but for like we just have huge plans in order to give you guys stuff yeah we want to and so um a dollar is not that unreasonable to give. We're not even begging for it at this point. We're giving you a whole other show. I promise it'll, it'll probably be at least semi-entertaining. It'll be a dollar's worth of entertainment at least. Plus, we're going to give you a video thank you sent yeah. to your email, which is kind of amazing. Because yeah. Brady and I, we'll, we'll, I'll wear a football helmet or something. I mean, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're, we've got big plans for the patron program. If but essentially, want, yeah. for a dollar entry fee, yeah. you get access to Dredge and Digress. Or discuss, which whatever we decide. Uh, you'll yeah. see. <laughs> Anyways. You'll know what it is when you see it. It's a, We're going to aggregate the news from our perspective. It's going to be fun. It's just going to be fun. We're just going to riff. It's, it's for just fun. For, it's it's for fun. It's entertainment. And um, you'll learn about the news headlines. And you'll day. hear a little bit of the news. Yeah, if yeah. that's what if you guys want that to be your main news source, too, cool. Just give you can go read the articles. We're not going to read the articles. No. We're probably just going to end up reading the headlines, maybe then, digging a little bit deep into there, and, and then making fun it. of it, probably. Yeah. I'm gonna, the iPad will be out. I love satire. I love parody. Yep. It's going to be fun. It's going to be um, And you'll also get a, for the dollar, you get a, you know, a, a, a personal thank you email from, yep. uh, from us. Yep. You know, maybe we'll send you some pictures. I don't know. We got it. We'll figure it out. I'll send you a picture of my feet. Brady and I, if you haven't noticed, like if you go to our social media, there's no pictures of us, which we should probably, we're going to remedy that. It's just, we're kind of We're working on it, guys. Hey, you know what? Social media is hard. For us, we don't, we're not like spotlight people, so that's kind of difficult for us, so we're working on it. I get on there to, you know, check the Twitter and everything, and all of a sudden, I just get the search to get on Pornhub. Oh. And there goes all, I'm just, I can't do you, it. Your whole day. Well, and it's like, I have stuff to do, like feed baby cows and bake pies. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, social also, media Also, I was joking about the Pornhub. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. See, oh, okay. I know never, who you're married to. You'll never know. <laughs> you'll never. One day she will come on the show and all of your secrets will be spilled. <laughs> but, um, and then we're going to have okay. a tier. We're going to have a, we're going to have a premium tier for $5, right? Yes, we will. Um, yes, we will. Handwritten thank you. You are going to get a handwritten thank you note from us sealed with the church's holy seal and it's a it's a it's an it's an official induction into the church of hypothesism for five dollars and we're gonna uh it's gonna evolve over time as to what you're gonna really get yes you're gonna get that and access of course to, to everything else to everything the, else the dollar tier the dollar tier and yep. other stuff like that uh you're you know, basically just we're, we're trying to us. yeah we're, but we're we want to just give you guys stuff yeah. We don't want you to just to give us money just because we're giving you a podcast. The podcast is free, period. Forever. I'm not ever charging for the podcast. No. That will always be free. Right now we're paying to give it but to you. But if you feel like you want to donate, if you feel like you want to donate to help improve the podcast and, and help us reach our other goals that you'll find out about eventually, um, I don't want to tease it yet because it's not 100% planned. 
we just have big dreams, okay? And it'll, it'll directly benefit you guys, I promise. Yes. But if you want to support the podcast, give us a dollar. It's not that hard. It's not a lot of money. Well, I mean, the dollar is kind of the new penny. But it to but us, again, little bits will help because yeah. we do have some pretty awesome ideas that we have been refining. Yeah. And it really is about giving back to you because we, we like really enjoy this idea of a community where we can discuss things. But we also yeah. know we have to give you things for, you know, value of value and we'll always give you the podcast. But then there's this other stuff that we want to give you, but we have to have tools to make it. Uh-huh. That's basically um, all it is. And the five, $5 tier will probably end up giving shout outs and stuff like that. The nor- the typical jazz, you know. Yeah. Um, or if and something- then there's the, uh, we haven't quite hashed out all the details yet, but teaser, a twenty nine ninety five tier. <laughs> so for just twenty nine ninety five, you can be a major contributing member of the Church of Hypothesism. And you will get a numbered and official. We're we're creating something that will make you feel so special. Mm-hmm. You can hang it on the wall and impress your grandma. Yeah. And of course, to encourage interaction uh, and for you to pay, <laughs> uh, we're gonna you, we're gonna allow you to like send us notes or things to say, and we'll read it out a little bit on the sh- on the podcast. Probably we totally will. Yeah. And we do have um, listeners of the show. I want to thank all of you right now. You know, you're not yeah. the most vocal At- group, but my goodness, you're there. Yeah. And we Can you guys you. start, like, say something? Even if you want to tell us Comment. we're dumb. Like, Email us, show at gmail.com. Or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're out there. It doesn't matter. Whatever you choose to do. I'm not going to give our number out to text. No, I, I think don't. that would be bad, right? We'll I some, don't want to do that. Get some DPs, some dick pics, <laughs> unsolicited dick you can, pics. You can direct message us on Don't our send us your dick pics to our Gmail, damn it. We don't want to see that. I'll only post them online We want to see your once. intellect, not your wiener. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but, like, I want you guys to start interacting with us. I know some of you listen to us. We we have the metrics. We have the documents right here, ladies and gentlemen. The analytics, you guys are listening, but you're not commenting on our posts. The analytics prove it's not just our friends listening to yeah. us. We know you're out there. Please talk to yeah. us. Infowars.com. I mean, go out the show at gmail.com. <laughs> Get involved now. Listen to Alex or he'll send you, yeah. you know. Get involved now. He won't give you the colonial silver. The globalists will get you. Oh. I promise. Oh. Well, I got the doc. Huffington Post reported last week. 35 globalists in your area. Alex, you're going to make me pee. (laughs) (laughs) It's always about the globalists. But if you guys want to combat the globalists, send us a dollar. Join us. Keep fighting. Wrong show. I'm sorry. Wrong show. (laughs) If you guys want to help the show grow and be a big major part of it and join the Church of Hypothesism, obviously, uh, go ahead and. We're, we're going to set up the patron thing. We'll have that patron set up in a jiffy. Yes, and we will We will not... You will not be sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be great. Okay. I think we're good. I think we're good there. All right. And bye. Bye.